0: Welcome back. It's me. It's Alex O'Neill. It's Brian Albishon Jackson. It's Patch Notes. We're here again. Hi, Alberson. What's up, dude? Uh, it's, this is our part two of which is coming out. I, I haven't even edited the first part, you know, full disclosure. Sure, it's coming out eventually uh, of our uh, end of year. I, I know when it's coming out, actually, but uh, <laughs> of our end of year kind of recap, you and me. Uh I was gonna say <laughs> it's gonna make more digs about how you're not on the podcast anymore, but I'm like that we gotta move past that at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're back again. We're gonna talk about you know, last if you couldn't tell last time we recorded, uh it was kind of impromptu, I'll uh, split it into two. So we're gonna talk about the rest of video games from twenty twenty and uh from July onward and uh anything we have to say on those and uh, also, I'm gonna roll in my uh, my top ten here, my 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 final list uh, for the end of the year, because my keyboard is on the fritz, so I don't want to write a list, <laughs> not right now until I get it fixed. Um, so if you if this should come out for you, Nobishin, this Thursday and Friday, so the okay. week that all of our game of the year stuff is happening, um, go check that out. Uh, there's five episodes with uh, myself, Mike Burgess, Scott White. Quinn Hoffman and Jarrett Green making his debut Game of the Year appearance. Only because we told him that we would do it differently. He was like, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are actually ready to to have a real conversation. It's cool. I you know, I don't know if you've listened to any of it, Nobishin, but um when I put together the pitch for it was like, I want us to have Basically, we're all going to have five games, so there's going to be 25 games. These are our Irrational Passion's 20, top 25 games of the year, no particular order. Right. We'll each talk about a game each day, so five days, five games each day, one from each of us, and when we talk about it, I want you guys, and not everybody did this, and, and we did it for some games and not for others, but what I asked of them is, like, I want to have a 15-minute conversation on each game, so that it rounds out to roughly an hour 15 per episode, uh, and I want you to have like an opening statement of like, this is what this game does, and or this is like my kind of pitch for this conversation. So like, Splunky Two is really forward thinking and progressive, and you know attributes like it takes out the words like terrorists and it takes out words ideas like damsels and and kind of like pushes forward on top of all these things. Or is Splunky Two is an evolution of games? That were kind of like the first generation of Big Rogue likes and now years later in the next generation of Big Rogues like Big Rogue likes the sequel's coming out and it's cool. Like stuff like that. So right. I feel like all of the conversations for the most part have kind of a an idea behind them. Like we're we're talking about something. We're not just talking about the game necessarily. Um, with some final thoughts in there. So I, I think it came out pretty great. Um and it was obviously like a very different way to do it, you know there's no categories, there's no game of the year per se It's It's just we're talking about the game, and then we move on to the next game. uh but it was really nice. It was nice to not have that pressure on it, right I would recommend it if you haven't listened. It's different enough that you might enjoy it uh plus, you get to hear Jarrett talk about doom, which is always great i did you remember Jarrett wrote three different features on doom he wrote that many? man yeah. I think he wrote a fourth as well, and then there was a fifth that never got published. Uh, but yeah, that motherfucker wrote a lot about Doom. Um, and if you go to the Game of the Year post on IrrationalPatches dot com, I have linked all his articles on Doom in the episode we talked about Doom and all the other relevant stuff. So the first day we talked about Ori, our review discussions in there and everything. So, which was cool. It was that was actually the best part for me of like putting those together was like, let me go and pick out all the thing all the times we actually talked about um these games throughout the year as well. And and it's a good compliment to those conversations.
1: Did he mention or talk about like um just I'm just curious in his thoughts about like how you know like Doom was like a, a game of the year contender, like the month it came out, then like it's kinda like so we just been like a second thought for everybody now at the end of the year for whatever reason.
0: Jar Jarrett's whole thing was <clears throat> the that people are pretending like doom eternal is bad and it's not bad, right it's just different right uh and and so like he his he his kind of opening statement was like listen y'all need to calm the fuck down and trash <laughs> it on this game like <laughs> it's maybe not what you wanted and it's maybe not as good or as pure as the first one but it's not a bad game right um and and i liked that framing of it he did this uh, similar thing with cyberpunk uh, but that episode's not out at the time of recording this Mm. um the cyberpunk is the one because again i said like i wanted each to be a 15 minute conversation and i will say we like because i was running a timer that's the only time i've ever like hard hosted running the timer on each like subject and everything Mm -hmm. uh and moved us along from that usually i just move along with with the vibe but uh we kept to it pretty much cyberpunk was the one where i'm like i'm gonna let us go as long as we need um cyberpunk and final fantasy 7 and marvel's avengers those are the three longest conversations um, <laughs> <I'm> Marvels. <laughs> i don't even want to get into it. <laughs> okay. that's 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 the one where the claws came out <laughs> okay but we have a good conversation about avengers because mike and i both really like that game but and want it to be better but you know obviously it has a lot of problems sure um but yeah cyberpunk we spent 40 Forty minutes on that was the longest single conversation, and we didn't even like at the end. I'm like, here's all the things we didn't mention, <laughs> and we <laughs> don't have time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Hades was also we had a, a long conversation about Hades, but that's just because it's so good. All, uh, right. all right, let's um real quick before we we start talking about uh, 2020 in review part two, uh, we got a next gen check next gen check in with Brian Obbish and Jackson. Boop, 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 boop what's up you got an xbox how's it yeah. going dude
1: I, mean, I literally just got it so like, like this morning all i've been doing has been downloading oh, stuff, so so t-
0: like today today got yeah it. <laughs> you, you had acquired it i guess over the weekend right
1: no i acquired it today Oh, <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry you mean like actually bought it i like, bought it l-
0: like nailed it down that you're gonna get it
1: oh i nailed it uh that was a week ago more or yeah. less okay that, that's the, what i was thinking of. it went on sale i was able to buy it they didn't have it into the store until, it's t- they said Wednesday, but it happened to be today, which is good because I'm off today. So I could go there early as soon as they opened and got it. And then as soon as I brought it home, you know, you know, I, I took my other Xbox that I had, like, disassembled <laughs> it, turned it back on, make sure everything's up to date All on your that saves one. were
0: uploaded, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, like, um, them transferring everything over to... um my new one. Um, I, I probably should have just, like, did, like, the Ethernet core thing, but I don't know why. I just didn't do it. I've just, I just been downloading all day. <laughs> I don't know why. It's been fast on it, so, it's, like, there's no worries as far as that. And, like, um...
0: Those Xbox download speeds are no joke, so... Yeah, it's,
1: it's actually really good. Like, it's, 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 like, I forgot that type of thing. Like, oh, yeah, this is fast. I don't know why their updates are so slow on the system, but, like, everything else is, like, so fast. Especially, like, when it's, like, 700 megabytes, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm liking it so far, um like, uh, and- you want to
0: talk about a machine that you can literally fucking take out your old thing and put the new one in, though that's that xbox I'll yeah, dude,
1: like um, immediately, sorry up, ori because I've been hankering to do that, and like it's one of my favorite games of the year, but like I have put literally no time into it because of my old xbox um, and you have
0: the- got that legit t v so you could you one twenty yeah. f p s you're exactly. fucking bumping that shit
1: yeah that's exactly what i did so um that's been really good i, did, I played like an hour of that while i was downloading it in. it's I, great right it's it like uh,
0: uh, it's unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know if you're as high on that as me but when i like sat down in that game for like an hour at 120 fps like really in it like looking at it i was like i can't fucking believe this looks real mm-hmm. <laughs> And what, you, what I would recommend doing and report back to me on it is do the thing where you... Because you've probably been playing for, like, an hour or so at that high frame rate. Switch it down to the 60 FPS mode and be like, how does this look gross? Okay. Uh, just just so you know, like... Because it, it's, it's not going to, like, ruin 60 FPS for you. Because once you're, like, away from Ori and play, like, a high frame rate game, you'll be fine. But it just you have to have a side-by-side comparison to notice it, and it's so funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll do that.
0: Yeah, um, cool, man. I I just, I I know that I saw that you had gotten it. I thought, I guess I thought you had gotten it a couple days ago, but um, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. Now you're you're set. Um, I'll get the Medium. Um, I was going to say, you can pre-download the Medium now, so I would do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just like everything that wasn't um on my external drive, so like the things I that I actually care about being on the system. So that would be like mm-hmm. um like Ori, like for instance, that's on the system, and like um um I I put the Mass Effects on there, but like that's kind of like irrelevant now, <laughs> yeah, because the PC and the legacy, legendary edition. But you
0: know, well we'll see. I like over the last two weeks hit like peak. I and maybe it's something about January because it's when Mass Effect Two came out. But it's like, oh man, I really want to play Mass Effect right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of, and I know we talked about this already, but it's like every time, like I ha- now I have to wait. It's God, they made me wait again, and it sucks. <laughs> I've I I fun fact, I've still never played the Omega DLC for Mass Effect Three, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that for the first time.
1: That's okay. I I, I really enjoyed it actually
0: yeah i love Arya. i was like again in this two weeks ago period this like one night i'm laying in bed thinking about mass effect 2 i'm like man Arya talok is a fucking badass bitch and i was just like <laughs> thinking about that to myself and i was just like that scene where she walks up and it zooms in her mouth and she's like don't fuck with aria i'm like man i want to play mass Effect <laughs> so bad right now so yeah um we a worthy installation yeah i uh you got Cyber Shadow, that's out today. I'm trying to think of things to recommend you to download on your Xbox. I I mean, I got nothing. Tales of Vesperia, always got to keep that on there. Nice. Uh, that is like my one, like, I always have Tales of Vesperia on my Xbox. It's only like 30 gigabytes, so it's like it's never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, here, all right, before we... Because I assume that's that's the big Xbox update. Since yeah, that's all I had. Like,
1: it's, like it's, it's been forever since we have even been on the system. I'm happy to actually play my Xbox again in a real way, because I feel like it's been almost years now since the last time I actually played it. Um, I'm not going to put a disc in anymore because I just don't trust my disc drive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, I'm just not going to
0: even risk that anymore. Blue, with Blu-rays the... are only for the PS5. I'm yeah, not risking it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should try mine out, because like to be fair, in my time with it, I have owned six Xbox One games on disc. It's like Sunset Overdrive, the Halo Master Chief Collection, uh, Halo 5, Assassin's Creed Origins, and that's it. <laughs> like, maybe two others. So, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, But that is my <laughs> 4K Blu-ray player, so I, I kind of am committed to it. Um, Before we, we get started, because we ended the last... Uh, episode talking about it. and it's been spoilers for people don't it's been two weeks since we recorded that. Um feels like it's been three and a half years. I don't know about you notion, but it, it definitely does. Mm. Um I I was talking about how I was replaying all the Kingdom Hearts games. And right. we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about new video games some point,
2: I promise.
0: Uh or games we haven't talked about. And I was and I have now finished that and feel once again empty on the inside. Thank you for asking everyone. Um, and I just, because now I've gotten that kind of, like, fresh take on it once again, all back-to-back, just playing. I'm skipping all the cutscenes. We're just here for the game. Uh, man, Kingdom Hearts 3 is really good, dude. I, like, that game gets better for me every time I play it, and I is this is going to sound so dumb it kind of elitist but like the high level gameplay of Kingdom Hearts 3 Mm -hmm. is much better than the high level gameplay of Kingdom Hearts 2 but you know you can't that's like the last eight hour it's like saying like you know the end game for a game is the only good part of the game right like you can't just say that but like it has put me in this conflict (laughs) of character (laughs) uh, where like now, because having played it all again, like, and I talked about last episode that we did how, like, Kingdom Hearts 1 is really up there for me now. And in very distinct ways, Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 are, like, it's it's the Dan Reichard Metal Gear Solid argument for me. It's like, I could make an argument that any one of these is, like, the best of all of them for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I don't know, I, it's really cool. It, it's It's been a very interesting experience, like, with kingdom arts three, because it is definitely like playing it. There is a lot of, a lot more mindlessness to it, but the, the kind of payoff for that is like this way more in a weird way. Like the, it, it wraps around that bullshit into like a, a much more fidelity and, and Twitch focused game at the end of it. Uh, and kingdom arts two is like the opposite of that. (laughs) It's like, especially if you're playing on proud or hard mode or whatever, in the moment you kind of have to pay a little bit more attention until you're super overpowered and then you get that you get that kind of twitch gameplay at the again at the end if you want to do all the secret stuff beginning March 2 has reflect and once you know how to use reflect mm-hmm. th- there's just no challenge in that game anymore right like
1: I've seen the, I've seen the videos a lot
0: <laughs> yeah I like I'm that dude now I'm like perfect reflecting Lexius when he does the the Lexius Data organization fight, mm-hmm. when he does that thing where he blows up the whole stage and like he does no damage to me and then I do reflect and it does like two full health bars back it in because it takes the damage and magnifies it back. Lark Seed has done it like Yeah, Lark is like a joke of a fight. <laughs> and it's like, man. And I like that. That's it still takes a lot of skill to do that and, and to get comfortable with that and and all that. But it's just like there is the the moves that you can't guard against, which is kind of like the whole thing of Kingdom Hearts Three's end game. It's like there are block breaking moves and non block breaking moves. Um is, is you know, it's it's not like crazy complicated or anything, but it's just like because you do you know you have to perfect dodge these certain attacks, it just makes it way more like mo- there's way more momentum involved. Um There's no real point here. I just really like Kingdom Hearts Three. <laughs> and I just you know I'm not I'm not trying to dunk on Cam but uh, Cam Hawkins from our like Kingdom Hearts three ranking episode but like I I think about it. it's like I understand the kind of and you know I Alex Ray Korea like there are plenty of people that I know and respect and like their opinions of Kingdom Hearts but like they really didn't think as much as highly of three and it really bums me out because I promise you like there is like on a story level take or leave it you're you're getting the most Kim hearts that you're gonna get um and I like that I everything in that story works for me for personally I mm-hmm. wish Kyrie got more time but like when you get the player plays her and play remind she's like the fucking coolest guest character by far um and and all of her like she has a special shot lock she has a spe- she like I I did all the moves and they're all cool um she's also the only guest character that has all the spells uh, available to her um, and like like all that stuff you know the the mechanics of it the bosses the way the data fights the way like you kind of you it is weirdly like this end game Avengers end game like of all the villains like mm-hmm. every villain of Kingdom Hearts is in this game like Kingdom Hearts villain uh, and I think that like you get this really great Ansem iteration of like the villain from Kingdom Hearts 1 this really great Xemnas a really great young Xehanort, like Terranort even like it. It's just like it. It. It is this perfect collage of 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 the most intense action of that series uh, for me, and I. I really like it. I. This is for all the Kingdom Hearts three people out there. Just go back and give it another shot. It's a great game. Uh, and and I feel like I understand it had a lot riding on it for a lot of people, but. Um, coming back at it with like a more reserved perspective i think is is valuable for that game it's great it's got the best level design of all the games period
1: and because it had missed... actual levels That's an obsession.
0: yeah it had real levels and it, they're great like they're the best they're so beautiful and intricate and detailed and yeah it's like souls level design it's so good um all right that's it we can talk about it. so anyway <laughs> oh. 2020 video games um we talked about all the games or the big ones right we didn't miss anything between june and and january yeah. i think
1: no uh, yeah we're, we're like in the middle of january right now so like there's something that we really missed
0: yeah i think so so july what's the next game that came out after the first half of the, the year what's the first big game
1: I mean like the one that we can even really talk about or I could talk about from my experience, um, even though I I kinda dropped it, um, because I was kind of excited for it was uh Deadly Premonition two, a blessing in disguise. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: What's the verdict?
1: I mean like the game is fine. Um like there there's like the certain things about it that's like, you know, not not making it unplayable, but like it's not the same type of thing that like um that I've kind of went out of Daily Premonition. Like um
0: yeah.
1: like I think Delhi Premonition 2 no I know like Delhi Premonition 2 doesn't have like any combat from what I play. I played maybe like four or five hours of it. And I don't think there's literally any combat in that game at all. So it's like literally just the detective work. So it's like either just like you transitioning by foot going um from one section to another or by skateboard, whatever. Um going around in this open Course. world. <laughs> going around this uh, open city world of um the town that you're in, and then like um it's just that, and it's just a lot of dialogue um and not to say like um the deadly termination One gameplay was good or like the combat was like actually interesting or something like that, but like there was something about it that like even though it was bad, I still enjoyed how bad it was like it was like uh it was something I actually enjoyed as far as that, and um I don't know, like, um, without the nuance of that, like, it, it kind of, like, feels like something's missing in a way, in a, in mm-hmm. a big way for me. And, like, um, and, like, I, I don't know, like, um, like, it was still interesting, and I still want to go back to it, but obviously, it was it ran like crap on the on the Switch. I, th- I don't even know if they even really improved that frame rate at all.
0: I know at, they've patched it multiple times. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's actually gotten better.
1: And, and you know, like, not to sound too elitist, but like um you know like um after like um having a pc for a while and like understanding what frame rate really is in a real way um mm-hmm. and then like um you know i'm still a person who can play like ps3 games i can play metal gear solid 4 still even though that's like 15 frames a second or whatever <laughs> but like it's like it was egregious on on um, deadly premonition 2 like it was like it was like
0: we're talking, we're talking like ps4 version of cyberpunk Egregious here, like that's the yeah. new benchmark. <laughs> let's let's just use it. Yeah, it, and was, it, it was bad. Yeah, and
1: you know, like, like say what you want about the first game, well, like at least on the 360 version, at least like um the the frame rate was steady. It was a solid thirty, um, mm-hmm. and it's like it, it it's it was just like I I couldn't deal with it. So, will I ever go back to it? I hope so. But like um you know I I would like to see how the game ends. But like I have um. I really don't even have have any clue or anyone at the at the moment to like um go back to that game.
0: That's a game that I I just can't see myself not playing with you like either over Skype or something or in person. It just doesn't feel right to me. Mm. But maybe someday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I have I was excited. I mean the the thing is like the idea of Daily Premonition Two is very exciting just because the first one is such a great thing. But like it's also kind of disappointing because there being just another one of those games makes that first one inherently a little less special. Mm. Um, and it's also like when you play that game, you're like, there's no way you can actually just do this again. You could, but it's just not going to be the same. And I knew that. Um, but that doesn't mean there's not something cool somewhere in that game.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it's, It's one of those things where it's like, um, Cause I, I I remember this like when uh, D four came out and it's like oh does Siri act, the, the Siri um actually understand uh what people liked about Deadly Premonition to make D four and like um and he did in that game and in Spades I love D D4. four D four amazing um and then like um having a sequel to Deadly Premonition two is like um you would think they would like pull another D four out of that but like for some for the most part it, it just doesn't hit that mark. In like any way, shape, or form.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's tough. D four is great though, and that's one that I'm just so happy exists. I'm heartbroken internally that we'll never get the chapter two that we deserve. Mm-hmm. And that fucking airplane with that giant monster, dude. Who knows what was gonna happen? <laughs> I think about that regularly. Like, man, that giant airplane, like, dude, that was like super jacked out and like had metal or something on him. Um, Did that- also. <laughs> I think that was that was real, right? Did I just You're right. Not
1: because no, I remember the part where like he like he has an inhaler or something like that, and then he does yeah. like he, he inhales and he just looks into the sky and is like it just seeps out of his mouth. Yeah, uh, it's so funny.
0: <laughs> Again, as like a, a very well known asthmatic, it's like wow, I love how I'm being portrayed. in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And you were like in the cargo bay of the plane, and we didn't even get to find out like what the other. Locations you're gonna be able to go to where like we only got to see the airplane, Little Peggy, uh, Little Peggy, dude. The the clam chowder. <laughs> that game was worth it for the clam chowder conversation. Oh, oh my though. god,
1: dude! Oh, god.
0: What an instant classic. Mm. Me standing in my fucking living room playing that game with the Kinect like a fucking dumbass. Um. <laughs> yeah. uh, also out early in July was Crosscode um which came to consoles right this has been out for 2 years or it, it had been out for 2 years on PC um and it'd been in some form of early access for a while leading into that as well um I love Crosscode you know I, I it's one of the f- like two games I actually wrote a thing about in 2020 um and it, you know it, it is so much like it's reductive to say it but it is so much like Uh, in a weird way a spiritual successor to Alundra right like it has nothing to do with that game Mm -hmm. but mechanically it takes a lot from that era of ps1 game that kind of zelda-like game and it just it feels like a it's it's the shovel knight for me of, of like ps1 type games of Someone tried to make a a, a PS1 or or Sega, you know, I don't, I never had a Sega Saturn, so I never draw that comparison, but I feel like this is probably something that would draw that comparison of like, what if, you know, it was 2000 and instead of making a PS2 or GameCube game, we just made a better PS1 game, kind of like things like Paper Mario or or like, you know, using the old consoles to, to make new ideas um, with all that knowledge and refinement. And that's what CrossCode is. And it's great. CrossCode was like the moment where, and, it, and maybe talk about it a little bit at the end here, but like there's probably not gonna be a better year for me for a while for video games after 2020. Like this is like a, personally for me, like S tier year for video game releases. Mm, uh-huh. Um, and And it's weird, like there's no big Nintendo game for me this year, like, I like Animal Crossing Lab, but it's not, like, my Nintendo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a Zelda game in this year, like, this would be, like, my new, my new, like, benchmark year, I would say, but, you know, like, Kingdom Hearts, DLC, Persona 5 Royal, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, CrossCode, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, are, like, all five games, or five things that I would put in, like, my favorite games of all time. Um, on top of, like, other things that we probably i'm probably forgetting or we haven't gotten to like demon souls right like that's another one that's like holy shit Mm -hmm. um what what an incredible thing so like it's weird to think because it was such a terrible year and it was also like personally such a terrible year for me but like this was maybe maybe the best year for video games i've had period like i don't know um there were so many like all-star favorites here um And it's a weird thing. CrossCode is kind of like a contributor to that, where when I was playing that game, I'm like, I've wanted something like this for so, so long. I cannot believe I'm actually getting to play it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was so... It's just wonderfully satisfying. Um, And I think I put like 75 hours into that on PS4. I did every side quest in the game. There's no trophy or anything for that either. I just like... I grinded and did all of the because uh, it's like set in an MMO, there's like an actual in game MMO end game of like, okay, now that you've you know now you've beaten the the main story, you can go back to each of the areas and basically toggle up to like a new version of all the monsters that are way stronger, and they will drop new versions of their items that you then take back to this end game city, and you have to go through all the areas again and grind items from all the monsters again. And then you can craft the best loot in the game with that. Uh, it's like, oh, this is—I did all of that. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, 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 There's like five different full armor sets, and I like looked at the ones with the perks that I liked for my playstyle, and like mix and matched and made my own like build that is like HP drain and SP like regen really quickly, um, with like high physical damage and low range damage, and it's like complements my playstyle really well. It's like, ah. Oh, the fact that you could do this in this single-player game is just on top of all the other things that it has going for it is so great. Yeah, right. Crosscut is is it's a gem. That's another one that's a, it's 120 FPS on Series X. Worth if you are oh. curious about it. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's worth it giving a shot at the release option. Okay, just runs silky smooth. Um, and another July game. Um, we'll talk about Ghost of Tsushima in a minute. It's fine. <laughs> um i think we probably already talked about Kosushima, i think so um but there's probably no other place for me to talk about this because i'm certainly not going to bring it up in the best games of the year conversation <laughs> that's paper mario and the origami king baby go over it bro have we talked about this you and i uh no we haven't because like you, you i feel like you missed the podcast where i like had finished this
1: like I, um, I remember you talking about it and saying like, "Oh, there's parts I really like about it, but like this is this battle system's not really up to snuff and stuff like that." So,
0: I by the end of this game, I was like full on like, "Fuck this game!" Oh wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I like fucking hated this game by the end of it, and and I, you know, spoiler warning everyone out there. There's like th- not really that many spoilers, but like, spoiler warning. So. I I liked this game up to a point. And I I still think like I my perspective on it is going to be too harsh for f- full disclosure. So if like you're listening and you really liked it, like it's fine. Like I'm not I don't besmirch you or anything. But I I hate I just hated the battle system by the end for two reasons like it's it's timer based uh and I I'm, and I talked about this a little bit with Mike on uh, a trip to the Nintendo land. Uh, and I think I talked about this on the podcast. It's timer based, right? And the whole idea is you're shifting the, the thing around the, the rings around to arrange enemies in a way that would allow you to hit all of them in one turn. Um, so ideally, and it, you would always, you basically, if you got the right arrangement, it gives you a damage buff. So that way if you hit enemies, you'll do maximum damage and kill them for sure in one shot. So the idea of the combat is to do it, do the puzzle well enough or perfectly or exactly what you have to do so that way the enemy never attacks you and so combat is basically just the puzzle, right? If mm-hmm. you do it right, you don't have to get take damage and it's fine. So there's really no, it's not like, it's not a back and forth. Um, but it's a timer and it's usually 30 seconds and you get items that, that make that longer. But like the, 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 it's twofold. Like you could look at it from the one angle where it's like, it's four or five or six different arrangements and that's it per area basically. So like you're doing by the time you've like fought a lot of times in an area, which you have absolutely zero incentive to do. <laughs> um you know all of the configurations of the puzzle. It's the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you are not fully comfortable with it, you're on a timer, and if you can't figure it out, you're essentially punished by taking damage. And it makes you feel really stupid. And Gerard, uh, the completionist, had like a really great kind of description of that feeling in his review like he understood the people that would feel like this which was me by the way <laughs> just because like I'm, I'm the guy that I like don't put a timer on my puzzles just let me figure it out um, and and I will figure it out I just like to take my time like I, I'm a trial and error kind of person this this game is not really friendly to that so then you can buy more time with coins And you can just buy infinite time; it doesn't matter. And you have essentially infinite coins, or you can spend the same amount of coins to just have it auto solve the puzzle for you. Like you like pay Toads, and they just solve the they move the the board around for you. Uh, So, like for me, it was like, well, I could pay coins to get more time to be frustrated and feel like a, a dumbass because I'm not solving this puzzle in enough time, or I can just pay the same amount of coins and the, it just does itself for me. So by the end of that game I was like, I hate all of this. I, it's a Sophie's choice and both answers are terrible. Um, <laughs> and I was just upset at that. Uh, upset at how I didn't... I. the game made me feel dumb for not being able to solve puzzles within 30 seconds, which is unreasonable. And then there's this, the whole final section, which should have been the best part of the game. It's like, you go to this whole cloud kingdom and it's, uh, the idea is it's like a, it's like a sauna. It's like a getaway vacation spot in the clouds. And there's like 12, or like four sections, and all of them have like fifteen different problems with them. one of them is like a like a kind of spoof on predator and it's funny, but like if you like go down the wrong path, it just hits you with a hard game over and sends you back to the title screen, which is terrible and and it's like minutes of dialogue that you have to go through again to get through that and then just go the other direction and it just carries on. And it's like, all right, well this seems like a very absurd punishment for just a joke but okay. And then later on in that section, and this is when it was like literally from that point on I was having a miserable time, there's this game show and this is like people know about the game show if you played this game i don't think anyone likes the game show there's a part where you it's you know it's it's the idea is a game show with shy guys but it's all puzzles in the combat arena but it's not combat it's just like you have to do different things with the same rule set as the combat so you're arranging the the tiles and stuff and you have a fucking time limit only you can't buy more time in this mode. It's the only time that you can't because it's not combat. It's puzzles, um, and there is a uh, the last thing. Um, and if you fuck up enough times, it just game over's you. Uh-huh. At the end, uh, and then you have to do the entire sequence again. And it's like five mini games. It takes about twenty five minutes to get through this whole uh, mini, medi- like this whole uh, trivia quiz show section and i had to do it three times so trust me i know uh it because if you just fuck up enough times and on a time limit you don't have a lot of time to think this is a moment where you it does like the, you know the fucking block puzzles where it moves it all around and you have to put it back in its shape it basically does that but with the 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 spin the, the goddamn combat arena and it's impossible to do in 30 seconds and right. <laughs> they expect you to do it uh when i did it the final time i had i think seconds left um because i just barely scraped by it's like oh thank god it's not gonna game over me and send me out of here and it it, like having to do that over and over again going through this whole rigmarole over and over again i it ruined any good faith i had on it um and from there on it's just a whole bunch of like sequences that will like auto ko you and send you back to the title screen um and it's just miserable uh, the whole final boss of that game I think is terrible. Um, and and for me, everyone kept saying like, well, the combat's not great, but the bosses are good. I hated all the bosses. <laughs> <laughs> like the first boss, I was like, I see what they're going for here, but this takes way too long if you don't do it this specific way. And it just feels like really, really long. And it, it And I was just kind of like, it was a slog by the end of it. I was really hoping that that would go away and it didn't. Uh it just got worse. Like the the bosses got longer and longer and longer. It's like this just is taking so long to get through any and if you die again, it's a straight to title screen. You have to go you have to go through the whole thing again. Um the the kind of narrative thing, because I, I liked a lot of what it did with its characters given that you know they couldn't mix up the Mario stuff anymore. Um but like so you meet a bob bomb and he dies he kills himself to blow up a rock for you oh that cool looking you... bomb yeah the bomb bobby mm-hmm. the bomb he like it you know you hang out with him for a chapter um basically chapter 2 which is this beautiful i sucks at this game looks as good as it does cuz it's like i want to like you but you have so many problems that make me just hate playing this game uh you go through this beautiful like autumn forest to this like Japanese inspired uh, amusement park it's great it's funny it's hilarious and you, you hang out with the bob the whole time and then you go to the next area of the desert and the desert's blocked by a rock and he's like this is what i meant to do and you go back you do this whole side quest to go get his fuse from a boat and then you bring the fuse back to him and he blows himself up and he like dies like no joke he's dead and he never comes back <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this is kind of buck wild for a fucking mario game um and then you meet bob bombs later and that your kind of companion character olivia just mistakes one of the bob bombs for bobby uh and he has this whole bit about like you know hey i understand you know i you've probably you're probably talking about another bob bomb we get this a lot you know it, it's our it's our duty to live and die and and be as we are, you know, what, what, someday the, I will blow up and be gone. Was the Arqua
1: Bobby at least like, oh, this is the thing I always wanted, type of thing, like like the fly from Princess Frog or whatever, like, like it, oh, I've always wanted to be a star, and I die I'm a star now, type of thing.
0: It kind of is, but is like, the whole thing was he was on a boat with all of it, he was like on vacation, he forgets he has amnesia, right, but eventually he remembers, he was like on vacation uh, with a bunch of his bob friends like, they they kind of Posi- like f- make it seem like it was like kind of like a college frat like spring break party <laughs> um and they the boat was attacked and and uh he put his few fu- he, he like because they were all vacationing he like put his fuse in a box um to like so he wouldn't be able to blow himself up by accident or anything uh and all of his friends died on the boat <laughs> <laughs> it's like the boat was like attacked by like blooper monsters and then they're all gone. So presumably they're all dead and he was the only survivor and he blamed himself because he didn't have his fuse. He thought he could save them if he like blew himself up. So this is his redemption arc, which all of that happened off screen. So maybe to answer your question, maybe if any of that had felt more substantial, um, but for the most part, it just kind of feels like he was a kind of a bit character. and then. You know, they meet bob bombs later, and Olivia calls them Bobby. And and then the, the Bobby, this other bob bomb gives them a speech of like, yeah, you know, we get this a lot. You know, this is our job to blow ourselves up, you know. Just whoever they were, I'm sure they were happy. And then Olivia doesn't really acknowledge that and just pretends like that was Bobby and that he was acting strange. And then it's never brought up again. And then mm-hmm. like, I... I I feel worse about, like, that's way, that's like four chapters later, so you don't get that payoff for a while, and it's like, I feel worse about this now. (laughs) And and it's like this whole kind of weird, super emotional thing that is only in this game that is kind of cool that they experimented with, I feel like just went nowhere. (laughs) And it's just like, it made me sad, because I was like really genuinely upset when that character died. I'm like, that's so, so sad. And Thinking about it, like maybe it was like, you know, this is July of 2020, right? Like it was a rough time. <laughs> and I was pretty sad, all things considered. So when this fucking boring little kid died in a goddamn Paper Mario game, I was like, I don't know if I need this here. I think this game can be <laughs> fine without this. Uh, and maybe, and that's probably like the only time I'll ever say that. But I don't know. It was just the the final boss left a really sour note in my mouth. The way the story ends also left a really sour note in my mouth. It was supposed to be this kind of beautiful moment, but I kind of hated Olivia by the end of it. Uh, I just like she was just so annoying for me. Like I, her kind of ditziness was really adorable early on, but they just played it up and played it up, and I just don't feel like she went through any real character growth. She's just always kind of like this ditzy trying to be positive. There's this great, after Bobby dies, you have to go cheer her up, and it's this great moment where Mario, like, tries to make her laugh, and it's, like, kind of humanizing Mario in a cool way. But, again, none of it matters, because it just never, like, it just never matters anymore. It just happens in that moment, and it's just, it's like, this is happening now, and then we move on to the next bit. It's just, I don't know. Like, I wanted it, for me, like stuff like they've done in like with twink in in the the first paper mario or, or thousand year door with all of its side characters and stuff like they're way more substantial characters um than anything in this game and it just frustrated me to no end Right. there's my rant I'm <laughs> I'm sick of water now
1: yeah i'll just talk briefly about to because i've been i talked about that game a lot too an exhausting Fine. amount
0: according to brian albush and jackson it's fine 2020
1: yeah, it, it really is um and, and, and it's like i i see like a lot of things so it's like um i i see the perspective of, of a lot of things i can see like why from like a game critic standpoint where it's just like oh this game just does all the it, it checks all the boxes and, it, and it's just and like it's just it's a competent game for what it is and like that's fine for what it is i can see the standpoint of like um you know the thing I've been repeating, like, oh, this, this game is like generally in like a large scope from an American perspective, like very inoffensive and like, um, you know, like it, it's more or less telling a, a retelling history and like fictionalizing some certain parts, but like, um, and romanticizing a lot of things, but like, um, you could play this cool video game thing in the video game has, video game as video game, so that's like, um, another aspect I see that a lot of people have, and I can see even the aspect of like, someone saying, Hey, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Cause that's how it's for my best friend. Like, um, uh, whether it's like a time and place type of thing or like, um, uh, just the fact that she was able to to get so absorbed into it, but like, she just fucking fell hell. heels in love with this game. She, she completed like two or three times, um, just because she liked it so much. And then like, uh, we both got to multiplayer together. Um, and like, that was super fun as well. And, you know, like, Ghost of Tsushima, I feel, in, in like, a grand scope of things, it's, like, it's definitely one of those games of, like, a game that came out this year. It's, like, oh, this is, like, a 2020 game, and, like, oh, this be forever, like, it, just in that year. it's Like, it's not something I would, personally, I would think about, like, in, like... In like in this year or the next year, of like, um, oh, this re- this is like something that I reflect on, or like something that I like, um, I was like, oh, remember that time of, of me playing Ghost of the Human? It's not something like I think about, like with like Undertale or something like. I think of Life is Strange or The Witcher Three or something. I I keep recalling back to because like, um, um, you know, like a lot of a lot of thing about Ghosts is like, um, it's like everything is like I said, it's just very inoffensive and like it does everything right, pretty much the first time you know you know there's patches for the game but like nothing was fundamentally broken it's open world it's beautiful acr looks fucking crazy 60 frames is very good um on ps5 so like there's nothing necessarily wrong about it and i can see the connections for a lot of people but for me it was just is a fine game
0: it's like i i know and i didn't think about it at the time but when we were recording it for the ip editorial game of the year stuff like (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're going to make some enemies with what we say about because it's in there It's like it's in our top 25 it's one of Jarrett's picks um, and he has he's a lot of good things to say about it a lot of similar things of like this is kind of like checking the boxes and being inoffensive but like we come hard out the gate of like this game is a hard seven and everybody knows it <laughs> like man some people are going to so disagree with that so much and I to be fair I do think this game is a hard seven uh, but uh, I think it's a like it is very indicative of a good not great game in that like it just it's a it's a good itch scratcher you know mm-hmm. uh it is and and Jared his like whole thing was it's like if from Assassin's Creed two like someone took that but went in a slightly different direction so it's kind of like going back to by today's standards old school game design. And and evolving on kind of like similar to, to like what I was saying, Crosscode does with PS1 games, right? Right. Um, that it's kind of like a 2008 game brought up to 2011, but in a different direction that no developers ever really went from there. Um, and I I think that's a cool way to look at it. Uh, and I think it does cool stuff because it's it's still kind of fresh in its own way. Uh, it does cool stuff in in that regard. But yeah, I like I I just couldn't get into it. Uh, And the thing I said to them was like all I can think about when I was playing this game was Sekiro and how much I'd rather be playing that. And I know they're different. They're very different. But like when you like are sneaking around and you like try and jump up on a roof and jump down on a guy and then somebody sees you it's like I would have killed all these motherfuckers if I was playing Sekiro. Uh, And it's partly because I have a robotic arm and a grappling hook. (laughs) But yeah it's a cool game. I I will probably play it eventually, much like Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and maybe I'll really like it, much like Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, hmm. what's next? I think that's July.
1: I think it's interesting for me to me in particular, as far as like my um my outlook on Ghost of Tsushima, which hmm. is a game I beat in like um uh for the most part enjoyed because like it, it's one hey, of their platinum games this year. That
0: game too, right? Yeah,
1: it was it was a fun platinum to do, um. That, like you know i'm I'm not high up on this game, but like compared to how I am like compared to like horizon where I like i you know i I always accuse about it like being a game that checks boxes, but like it speaks to a lot more people but yeah, like we're
0: just flipped on these two, I think is what it is
1: yeah it's it's so weird because it's like uh in all aspects like. Horizon is the more cooler game, but like, <laughs>
0: like, but like it, it, it's cool for what you want, right? Like, like Ghost of Tsushima is like a samurai game, which a lot of people would probably argue is way cooler. Um, but like, Horizon is like a bow game, and like bow games speak to me. I so. think I like, like that kind of ma- ma- like a game with like a bow is the a bow and arrow as the primary weapon. Um, I, I'm like into that aesthetically, and and. Like combat wise, like mechanically, I, I I like that a lot. Um, so I, I don't like, I don't know. I, I, I it's cool. I guess mm-hmm. Ghost Tsushima has a bow as well, but it definitely doesn't feel as central. Uh, yeah, there, there's just something about like rolling and shooting like little parts off of a giant machine and, and like with, with like a kind of, I, I, I think I, I talked about it, um, when I finished Horizon, which was at some point in 2020, like early, like March or something, mm-hmm. um, on the podcast, on IPP, but Horizon is basically like a fantasy game, but technology is in place for fantasy, right? Like, if you think about, like, the frost arrows that you shoot, if they were, like, ice arrows, and the explosive arrows, if they were, like, a magic pulse arrow or something, like, it they're pretty much one-to-one, they just, like, are the caveat or, or the MacGuffin of the the weapon is tech instead of magic. Um, but they it translates so seamlessly. It, it's almost as if they were trying to make it feel like magic. Uh, mm-hmm. And they succeed so well with that that it feels like a fantasy game. Um, and the way that they threaded that needle of it looks and is a tech, like a, a sci-fi game that feels and plays like a fantasy game perfect for me it it is just like it was really like when i was long spending a long time with it over sessions like that's where it really like oh this is this style is super speaking to me um i it's the the tribalism visual like the the kind of native american uh or, or like traditional uh like north native american uh, look and aesthetic, like that's the stuff that I, I really don't jive with as much. Mm. But I like it in that game, I'll say. So, um, whereas like maybe Samurai's just jive with you now. have you thought about that? I, I, mean, I don't know what <laughs> I am a giant weeb. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 totally. Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I that those will be our like weird inverted Sony likes because I I think in a similar way like I don't think Horizon's the best fucking game ever made. Uh, but I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I I probably like that game is like closer to a nine for me, and I don't know if you would you would say the same about Tsushima. though.
1: I would say so Tsushima is like a solid eight.
0: Okay, Horizon's definitely a solid eight for me, but it depending on the day might be a nine. Mm-hmm. God, I hope Forbidden West doesn't make me also just not like another Sony franchise. <laughs> <sighs> Keep our hopes alive. Um,
1: I, 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 not to go off on the horizon but like it still bugs the fuck out of I me mean, she looks exactly the same dude I, me
0: too like, I'm totally like, with she you. has to have
1: some glow up like different hair do something
0: she, that, that's the thing with it because shoot absolutely will look different in that final game so that's the thing about that footage when, when we were talking about like way back in the day when they, you know, 10 months ago, when they first showed it, um, uh, 1,600 years ago, uh, that I'm like, this is all fake footage. Mm-hmm. I re- And I still kind of stand, but I bet some of those environments are, are real, um, and I bet, like, it, they, they probably got it running in real time to some extent, but I bet all that's, that footage is fake. She's not gonna look like that. Things are probably gonna look a little different. You know, those probably just early stuff that they had uh, to, to throw together for a trailer. And, and again there's no way that game's coming out in 2021 <laughs> zero <laughs> no percent no. chance <laughs> this, this is a
1: bet because I, I i'm confident really? just gonna make you're, con- you're
0: confident yeah because
1: yeah, like think about any other fucking trailer like the whole point of showing the trailer of a sequel is to show like the new thing and when you show the exact same character the exact same way
0: no man, it's gonna. Dude. Yeah, but like we live in a world where Cole McGrath had hair once, and they changed that. <laughs> so like they could easily just change it before the game comes out. But that's what just people made to think
1: about it. No one's complaining about this. This is my dumb OCD dumb <laughs> shit that I'm <laughs> just obsessing over for you, no reason.
0: <laughs> you make this bet tonight, Novishin, and I will have an internet campaign tomorrow that will. Give- <laughs> 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 I will win this bet. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I hope not. Because I like, the thing is after I saw that trailer, then went and finished Horizon, and then I saw after beating that game, like the the secret armor that you get for unlocking, finding all the batteries in the world. it's really cool. It's like not super complicated, but it's simple. It kind of looks like a kind of halo armor a little bit um, or dead space armor. Um, And it's super sick. And it's like, why didn't they just put her in that? (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Um that game's not coming out. <laughs> Ever, period. Uh Hyperscape uh came out in August. Remember Ubisoft's battle royale?
1: Holy shit, I forgot all about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I keep bringing it up to people hoping that they forget about it. I'll be honest, you were the first one that did completely forget about it, but mm. uh Quinn had completely forgotten that Call of Duty Warzone came out in March, but who cares? <laughs> who cares about Warzone? Okay, not who cares about Quinn. Quinn's fine. Who gives a shit about Warzone <laughs> Probably a lot of people, like hundreds of millions of people. Um, so August, th- where I think we're getting into the the, you know, the era of stuff that probably neither of us give too much of a shit about. Um, mm-hmm. but we've got like to, just to name a few. Uh, Flight, Microsoft Flight Sim came out um, Which is cool That's a game that I'm just happy exists Exactly um, Tony played quite a bit of it He talked about it on the podcast um, He also plays Mortal- Fall Guys Oh fuck yeah Fall Guys Is that August as well? Yeah it's yeah, August 4th Yeah, I don't care about Fall Guys um, I think I got my
1: W and I was done
0: I never did But I also only ever played that game once <laughs> 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 Um, um Other class, Mortal Shell came out in uh, August. I never got around to playing it. Jarrett played it. He wrote stuff for IP for it. Mm. Um, Cool game. Cool idea. Um, This idea of, like, fully having to stone your... Like, turn your body to stone to guard and timing that correctly to to throw off enemies as opposed to having a guard in a Souls-like game is, is neat. Spiritfarer also came out same day. Um... Which is another game that I, I just was not like super in the mood for like a kind of semi game like farming or anything at the time, but I really want to go back to.
1: Yeah, I heard good things about that.
0: Yeah, I, I've heard it's a little sloggy at points, um, but uh, it's it's very wonderful and obviously very good vibes. Uh, no Straight Roads came out. Mike reviewed this uh, on the website. Um, this is the combat designer was the same combat designers converts too. Uh, in this game. Uh very feels very Kingdom Hearts um inspired. Uh I have not played it yet, but very much would like to. Heard very good things about it too. Um and uh Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered came out. Uh, I think I'm looking ahead a little bit. Let me make sure. Yeah, I think that's that's the big things. So I like Crystal Chronicles Remaster a lot. Like going back to that game and obviously you know I'm playing with Scott Scotty Guther, Scotty G, uh, and you know him and I will have a good time playing just about anything. But you know, this is a game him and I played back in the day. It's nice to go back to. it. We played with uh, with uh, Cameron Abbott and and Scott White, um, and you know I, I've played online just grinding with a bunch of randos, uh, and everyone's super friendly in that community, which is nice. Um, this game, like I will stand by, I will say this: some of the best hand drawn art if you've if you've never looked at the 2D art for this game highly recommend it i have no idea who the artist is but oh my goodness it's all beautiful mm-hmm. um and the soundtrack in this game is absolutely stellar um and and i the the like the overworld theme the doo, 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 it's like super repeats over and over again and it's like the kind of thing that'll get stuck in your head and uh me and my friends chris and josh used to play this um would make fun of it every time but it's also like getting into each town and each level like the the flute and the airiness to it it is like one of the best kind of more traditional folky fantasy soundtracks out there um and i like sitting down and like actually listening to the music in 2020 it's like this this shit is really good because it it kind of walks the line of of sounding a little bit like a a super Nintendo game, but with like an orchestration and full like folk instruments, like banjos or guitars or strings or flutes. And it's really, really good. Uh, if, if folks have not listened to, um, what's the, the sluice, the, I forget. It's got a full name, but it's the, it's one of the levels is, is like the, the, the sunken sluice or the shattered sluice or something. Just search crystal Chronicles sluice soundtrack. Uh, it's, A fucking bop and a half Let me tell you Um, Yeah this game is legitimately great And it's not you know You can't play it in the purest way I was gonna Uh, ask
1: like does it bring back That feeling of um, Playing it the way you used to play it (sighs) Yeah
0: Yes and no, right? Like you, you can't walk around towns with your friends. You, it, it's not like you're all from the same town, right? Like, the kind of hook of it is it, it tried to incorporate like Dungeons and Dragons mechanics into a Final Fantasy game, um, and I it's so cool. You know, it's it's like that Demon Souls, like fighting another player as a boss, like levels of cool. Of like, mm-hmm. oh, I, w- I want this to work, but it's just like it's not quite built for that and and I was really hoping with the remaster that they would adapt it into you know like you essentially have like a server that you know you have to play online to play with friends but you can still be from the same town Um, and they didn't you know you, you essentially you have to be from different areas but in the original game you know like you start a character in the town but you know your family has a profession it's like oh, my family's the blacksmith, or my family's the, the fisherman. And because of that, like, they have, like, a s- side quest and things that they can do um, that only they can do. And it's... So so each character uh, would also have kind of, like, a a, a family trait that, that would make them useful to the party and their family useful to the party as a whole when you go back home. Um, and that's... And you would, like, send letters back and forth to different family members... You could send them seeds and they would grow certain fruit for you. You could send them tools, and they would make better equipment for you, stuff like that and and each having the variety the fisherman town, the farmer town, and the blacksmith town, like all the different houses and whatnot, would give you benefits but um that that's kind of neutered in this version, which is a bummer, but uh it's still really cool. It's still like such a jolly pick up and play adventure game.. It's just, uh-huh. Music's so good, <laughs> I can't get over it. Um, so, like, I'm happy to say that I, I still think. It, keep in mind, I have a lot of nostalgia working in my favor, but like, I, I still think it's a fun, neat game. That you know, you're not going to get anything else like it. So, listen to the soundtrack, Domshin. That's all I'm saying. Listen to that sleuth song. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's August, September, a lot of stuff. Again, that that I'm not super into. Spellbreak came out and nobody played that, uh, which is no that that game has a a nice little community. This is one I I got for you. Did you play the the Tony Hawk? Are you the Tony Hawk guy? No, like I, I've never I
1: never touched those games.
0: Got it. Okay, I've never played the Pro Skater games. I played Thug One and Thug Two, or Tony Hawk's Underground, as I knew it. Mm. I didn't know about the Thug abbreviation until much later in life, and I was like, well, that just makes it sound so mean um, <laughs> I, yeah so I have like no I've never played a pro skater game a day in my life One, two, three, or 4 or 5 but no one talks about that one so I'm just happy for the people that got it
1: you know this, right. this seems
0: like they did good of course Vicarious Visions gets fucking eaten by Blizzard two days ago and it's like alright well I guess fuck all that hard work they put in there but um, have fun making Overwatch maps man yeah um, that's yeah. so sad. That's so it's sad. So sad, dude. Are you kidding me? They didn't even get to make three and four remaster. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Blizzard no. will just make it. It's that Vicarious Visions team. It's <laughs> so what's funny is like this remaster had to sell very well. I feel like everyone was talking about this. Yeah, uh, course, it was you know. it
1: was a game of the moment and like probably other than like Final Fantasy and um Demon Souls, you would you would say that it's probably the best remaster out
0: now yeah like they they made they like brought in new music that thematically fit the old music that they still had like i heard of stuff that they did for this game that seemed like really loving and wonderful right um it's just a real bummer uh but you know i i'm happy that there is a modern way to play uh tony ox pro skater the one and two at least i are you did have you heard that three i feel like i've heard three is the best one but i also know. Uh,
1: it, like it's conflicting i from what i hear like three is good and like there's a community for four as well um yeah like i I have no knowledge on um really on the, the tony hall games you know like i know jeff gerstman was into it and like
0: yeah
1: um but like um i can't really speak about that community
0: sure yeah i like I only got into the, like, Underground because, like, you know, stuff like G4 and stuff, like, people who played video games seemed to have some level of sentimentality towards Tony Ox Pro Skater, and I'm like, I mean, I don't want to be left out, so I try, and, you know, I, like, I finished Underground and Underground 2. I had fun with those. All right. Uh, those, those are the ones where you can, like, get off the board and just, like, walk around and talk to people. So it's kind of a little more RPG ish. You need to make your character and stuff. Make your skater. Um, did you want to av- skip over Avengers? Because you kind of skipped I over say, that. Avengers. <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out because that was a quick one. It's before Spelunky, so um, uh, Avengers came out. Uh, Do you you played Did you play this option?
1: I mean, I played part of it. Like, um, I played up to like Kamala's, um pretty much when kamala and hulk met met up with each other then i stopped there because like the game wasn't really working all that great so like um
0: sure that's right you play on pc right no no i played on um
1: i played the beta on pc and then i get froze on me and i just didn't play any more of that and then i bought it um played on ps4 and um like, yeah, that was kind of screwy as well. I was, like, controlling Hulk and, like, you know, things just weren't working the way that I wanted to. So I was like, okay, I'll just wait for the 5 version. And that's pretty much where
0: I'm at right now. Sure, yeah, I got, I did the same thing, but I got to where I I was like, I I just got to know what happened to Captain America. <laughs> and then I got to the point where I found out what happened to Captain America. And that was uh, at the end of the game? <laughs> it's just before the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I like, I have not finished that campaign. I have not fought the Oh, unless. okay. Because uh, I was like, well, these load times aren't great, so I'll just wait. And here we are. <laughs> Still waiting. But I liked, like, I really, when I played Cap, too, it was like, oh, wow, this is probably my favorite playing character. Um, Thor was a real bummer to get to, but you only, like, I in the part that I played, I only did, like, one half section as Thor. Um, he, like, doesn't show up until much later in the game. I, I don't know if there's more of him either. I imagine there probably is, but um, he's just like a little clinkier than, than I wanted him to be but like Cap and, and seeing like his uh, skill trees and stuff it's like alright this is some cool stuff in here so I don't know um, I, I'm very hopeful for this game I, I really wanted to succeed like
1: I don't like I think like one of the one of the real reasons why I just like kind of like, okay, like, I mean, like, it's been like this from the beginning of, with, with Avengers. It's like this whole Captain America thing in general, like this, this, <laughs> sure. this, this, this long con play, like they're just trying to like, they're being like, oh man, is he in this game? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just like, come on, man. Like just like, it's like either right around it or like, I don't know, man. Like, it, like this, just the fact that like they try to play that up. For so long or make my fucking clone. I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> it's a suck. Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough when like you're sitting there as the player and you're like, Cap's not dead. And I know that because I've watched a movie. read a book and i know how this works (laughs) you know or you had a a
1: gameplay introduction of him and then you immediately kill him like hmm okay but
0: but you're sitting there and through the majority of that story like these characters have had this falling out because this character died and so you're just sitting there the player outside of the story like y'all i'm sure he's fine you should just (laughs) go find him or whatever uh so i think that is what exasperates it right like it's it's like you guys are fucking beating yourselves up over it. Cap died. He died for the, it's our fault. And it's like, dude, Cap's not dead. So like maybe, so I, I get it. You know, like that's, you know, every scene with, with Iron Man in that game is like, yeah, it's my fault. And it's, it's, his guilt and everything. It's like the, it's a reasonable motivation, but for the player, when you're sitting there, like, I feel like I've seen this exact story before. Right? Like it's, it's hard. It's hard to swallow, and I, and I like how like Cap kind of comes back into it of like you know he's his his blood or whatever is important to the plot, um, but it, it definitely feels like a thing that they should have just ripped the band-aid off in the first act instead of kind of leaving it for a, a final act reveal, right? I don't know. It's you know the, the, we talked about this a lot on our the editorial game of the year stuff and. I think that the ultimate thing is, and, and you know, this was Scott White's argument, and I, I didn't necessarily agree with it. But like, you, this is an Avengers game, twenty twenty. This should have been a big deal. Why is this a mess? But like, my takeaway seeing it was like, it is probably, and I, it is factually like, it's hard to make a game like this and have it be good. I think, mm. um, and, and I think it's harder, even if they had done the thing where they, it's like five mini campaigns with five separate characters or whatever. And then they all come together at the end for a little, you know, switch back and forth and all that. Like, and then have like the Avengers initiative be essentially like a whole separate thing. Like even that I think could have fallen into a lot of traps that would have made it actually really boring. Um, so sitting here and thinking and like, you know, ultimately the game we got is like run around and punch a bunch of robots for 20 hours and then do it again for 160 hours afterwards. <laughs> but like they, they did put a lot of heart and, and thought into the kits of the characters and how those characters can interact with one another. The things that they, I think just needed to flesh out more is like how getting into multiplayer like, like, like what are the mission? What are the things you can actually do you know that aren't the two boss fights that you can do over and over again by the time you finish it it's like it, it's just you know it's going through the same shit that Destiny 1 went through um, and I hope much like Destiny it comes out on the other end better for it we'll have to see that's a game I'm super interested to see in like two years if it's even still a thing you know Mm-hmm. doing better than Anthem that's all I can say yeah <laughs> Anthem still a video game um, um
1: before we get um knee deep and spelunky and then you go off on that, um just like just the one of the biggest news um from um September was that um um Microsoft buying Cinemax media
0: Oh shit. Yeah, this is a good this is a good call out. Mm. We did like twelve podcasts on this, I feel <laughs> the <very> same thing. <laughs> uh how do you feel about it now, all these months later? It's funny, right? Because, like
1: um you know, like I, I get questioned by like um some of my um my other gamer friends who like um play games but are not like super deep into it but like you know like when I got my uh Series X and I said I got it and like um they were to talk to me like oh why'd you get it? Like because um, you had like a PC. I'm like, I gotta play my, Beth- my Bethesda my games. And I was trying to be funny because I don't really play Bethesda games, but like <laughs> but like um uh, then they like had like a legit question and was like do you, are they really going to be exclusive? Like, do you think they're not going to share it? And I'm like, and it's like, it's so funny. Cause like, I feel like everybody's at this point now where it's like, you're kind of like me hopeful that they won't do it. But like, at the same time, it's like, like, it just makes business sense to, to do it and uh just to be exclusive just to be on your own platform and not do it but all all at the same time it does make sense to like this is bigger than you type of thing so it's like um you should put it on playstation systems as well and maybe even switch or whatever but like if you're able to obviously but like um like it it, like it's so smart as far as like a company thing uh, like to like say like the positives about it like um i think they did like a stellar job and like they got one of the biggest. Western studios you can possibly get. That's like like an EA or an Activision. So like, um, like it's an incredibly smart play as far as Microsoft's point. Um, and like it's all is all about what they want to do basically. Like for them, does how much does this make um the most business sense? Um, even for like an optics type of thing. Yeah, because like um, um, you think about like um. Pretty much ever since the the Series X and the uh, PlayStation Five came out, like all eyes have been literally on the PlayStation Five because their games are out right now, and like, um, that's that's the console people actually want, and like, um, you know, like, like if Microsoft had an exclusive to like actually show off their console, um, when the Series X and S came out, I think the, the conversation would be a little bit more different, um. Or more even i would say because like it still feels very skewed to sony um um yeah. in a lot of ways um due to, due to like the the consciousness of um the public and even like even from the gamer space like even though games I sp- it,
0: it it will until halo comes out yeah just, and like honestly.
1: game and, like we can like speak to like Game Pass to like our faces are blue but like you know like <laughs> we still need the games to actually like make that a proven thing. And not, not like they don't have great games, they have amazing games on there, but it's more of like for the Damians and the Ks in the world to like have them actually jump on and be like, oh, okay. I see this now. Because like, sure, like GamePad just seems like another subscription thing for old games until like, you know, you have like something, until you have your fables, until you have your Hellblade, until so you have have something like that to like have, be in front of your consoles like hey you can get it for free and like it's also a thing too which is like interesting um the $70 video game price thing we still haven't really been hit by that yet in a real way
0: yeah we've um, only had like a couple of games coming out at that price yeah still-
1: exactly and like um like the next big Sony game will probably be Ratchet and Clank and I I don't even know that would be $70 it might be it probably should be
0: yeah I mean um, the last Ratchet and Clank wasn't even $60 so Right. exactly good question and that that was certainly like a full video. It's not like it was like a short video game. It, but I think that their move with that was smart, right, because of aesthetically. But like uh, Returnal does have a $70 price tag, and that is uh, March. So mm. um, we we will see that soon at the very least. Right. That's a big question, too, because mm. that, that seems to be kind of like a roguelike or at least has some like inspirations, but we don't know the extent of that, and we don't know how long it's kind of intended to be. Maybe that's like a two-hour game that you just die over and over again to make it a 40-hour game, to which, like a Spelunky 2, which most people, I feel like, won't like, but I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I will say, it's, it's you know, we, we've we had all this time to think about it, and it's, you know, I'm kind of still in the same spot. Like Some games will be exclusive, some games won't. You just played smart right like one game we grazed over in July was Cuphead coming to PS4 you know it's still a weird thing and you know on the same day that we're going to talk about Hades Ori and the Will of the Wisps came to Switch when like they had specifically said that they or they had specifically not said that they were putting Will of the Wisps on Switch they just said it was the first one um they didn't say they wouldn't but you know that was kind of a surprise especially for me so, I like, I don't know, I, like, just do it when it makes sense, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Fall, Fallout 5, probably put that on PlayStation, but, like, if there's maybe Fallout New Vegas 2, made by Obsidian, like, that sounds like a really great Xbox exclusive, and that, that you know, you you get, God, could you imagine also if that actually happened? It won't, I don't <laughs> think it would, but how cool would that be, of like, you guys are kind of together now, so... um this Indiana Jones game but we haven't gotten the chance to talk about because that's a thing that's happened in the last two weeks like man, that could probably be a good Microsoft exclusive and it, it makes sense right like it's a whole new project um, and that's Machine Games and that makes a lot of sense. like that's exactly Machine Games and uh, uh, what was the other Tango Gameworks like those are or even um, Arcane like those are the kinds of studios I could see making exclusives whereas mm-hmm. like Bethesda and you know uh the Zenimax the ones that are making Elder Scrolls Online or you know those could all make multi-platform games just like they have been and to be fair like all of those companies have the infrastructure to do that and the dev kits to do that and that's a lot of money invested into that and so you know from a business perspective like you know it probably makes a lot of sense to just let them do whatever they're doing but my my thing right now is like we also haven't really seen the benefit of Microsoft owning any of these companies yet. Like right. in in theory, Microsoft owning Double Fine has given them way more money to make Psychonauts two bigger and better. But that game's not out yet. You know, I'm confident that game will be good when it comes out. But in theory, you know, Obsidian being owned by Microsoft means that their games don't kind of feel as half baked as they have. But we haven't seen Avowed, which is their first big game under Microsoft. Um, or anything else from them yet. So it's a lot of like, well, we don't even know if like this is gonna pan out yet. So like, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm unconvinced as of yet. Sure. After Cyberpunk, dude, I'm telling you, I am shaken to my core. <laughs> I'm not ready. I trust no corporations, and I'm not ready to commit to anything. Um... Splunky Two and Hades came out in September as well.
1: Didn't I realize yeah. they came out the same
0: day. <laughs> two days apart. Uh Splunky Two oh, on the fifteenth. So yeah. Hades on the seventeenth, yeah. Mm. Boy, man. I mean I didn't play Hades until like October, late October, but <sighs> two very good video games. Do you do you want to talk
1: about like how or I, I know you talked this to me to this about uh, to me about this, but like how like it kind of like stole uh Splunky's Thunder? More it's, or less? It,
0: you know, it's funny, right, like, Splunky 2 is, and I've been thinking a lot of it in a generational way, because Rogue Legacy 2 went into early access um, over in August as well, right? And then we don't really have to talk about that. It's cool that that is out there, and, and what's there is really cool. I'm really excited for that to be out, out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, those, t- Splunky 2 and Rogue Legacy 2 coming out next to each other is so funny, or at least kind of entering the, the space... Uh, next to each other is so funny at the same time because the the first of both of those was i think they were the two games that really brought roguelikes back in a big way Mm -hmm. um in what 2008 2009 uh was when uh 2008 is when spelunky the og og version came out and then spelunky hd came out i think 2012 uh yeah it was 2012 uh, yes. And I think Rogue Legacy 1 was around there as well. Um, and those were the games, like, Splunky certainly less so. And and I think that I was always aware of, like, Rogue Legacy 2, Rogue Legacy was the game that kind of had the mass appeal. Splunky 2 is much more niche. It's hard, you know? It It is a difficult game. But it's cool seeing Splunky 2 come out, and, like, that's still very much like a roguelike from that early 2010 era. And but way better, like far more refined, polished, and beautiful. And then Hades comes out the next uh, side of it, and this feels like the first of the next generation of rogue right? Mm. Like the games that are that looked at Splunky, looked at Rogue Legacy, looked at Dead Cells, and and kind of everything that's come out between 2012 and 2017, and is like, all right, we're ready to take this further. Um, and, and and they've I mean, Hades is like the definition of a masterpiece. Like it is just like so expertly crafted from stem to stern. Like the they've taken the mechanic and woven it into the character, into the story, into the like when you are run doing a run in Hades, and like you're really low on health and you're fighting a boss, you're fighting like the the sisters, the the Fury sisters, and like, there are times, and it just speaks to how well-written the game is, but, like, um, because of, you know, they set up that Zagreus, the character, dies over and over again, and, you know, he gets be- either beaten by the challenges or dies by other reasons after he reaches the exit that he's looking for. Like, there are times where I was like, ah, oh, fuck! And then, like, right when I die, and Zagreus, like, it shows, sometimes he'll have, like, a comment when he dies. He's like, ah, oh, shit, I almost... And then, like, that's the thing that he says. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Like, in no, and Jared has a great thing about this and that gave me your stuff. But in no other way have I, like, in a roguelike, felt the same thing that the character is feeling myself mm-hmm. as the player. And that relationship just, like, really breaks a boundary between you and Zagreus. So when he is talking to people, like, I kind of leveled with him in a way that I really didn't expect to and it helps that Zagreus is like maybe one of the most charming characters ever. <laughs> he's just like very lovable. He's very he's a very kind and likable person. Um he's stubborn in his own ways and he has his own little hooks. But like when you like you're going through the motions and stuff and Zagreus is commenting and doing the things we're talking to gods back and forth like i felt what he felt in a, in a lot of ways in that game and it's they you, you don't even notice it like i didn't honestly notice really think about this aspect of it until after Jarrett kind of said his piece and i'm like man like that time i yelled fuck when i died and Zagreus yelled shit it's like we were the we were i felt that <laughs> it's like it's it's silly but that is how like they they the acknowledgement of the characters to the loop that you were repeating and how absurd it is and how like every death is canonical like it's not written off as something that never happened and it it, it just really you were in that world and in the loop of the roguelike in a way that you I just never have been before, and it works it that is just one part of it and it works and everything else just kind of follows of like, so, so when I think of like Splunky two, where it's like the pure mechanical experience with so much more to it now, like this kind of sense of community, this sense of progressivism, this, this sense of openness and understanding and empathy on top of, you know, being one of the, if not the best physical video game to play period, you know, compare that to, what Hades is doing it's like they're in two different worlds but you know I I, you can see how one influences the other and it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a wealth of riches they're both phenomenal in very different ways and I'm happy to say like Hades kind of crept up on me of how much I loved it like it wasn't yeah
1: totally (laughs) I noticed that
0: yeah like honestly I was kind of over that game until I beat it the first time um and got to the ending the first time and i was like a- after you know you get sent back spoilers for because of reasons um you know you're you're looking for your mother you get to her and then you have to go back and it's like i gotta get back to her <laughs> in that moment it's like oh my god i get it like i everything clicked for me and it's like fuck this game is is something different and you know that At that point I had turned on God mode, and I was kind of leaving the frustrations of like trying to brute force it uh behind and and I had a lot more fun that way also mm-hmm. um but yeah that that game is brilliant it's just they're they're both brilliant they're both great but uh yeah they're it, it's two two of the same thing in different ways, and it's great uh i you know I don't know if you'll ever get into ha have you, have you played any hades at all? I've been mean to buy it. Has never gotten around to it.
1: I've, I've I been know. like kind of. I've been kind of debating like, do I want to wait for it to be on consoles or do I want to just buy it on PC? Because like, I don't. I kind of. I don't want to play on Switch. Like, yeah,
0: and, and it's fine on Switch. But I've you know I've seen what that game looks like when it's running on PC, and it's like, yeah, it's it's much better. Uh, I would just get it on PC and play with a controller. Yeah, because like, it's going to look the best. It's going to look there. So, uh, I guess once it comes to PS5 and Series X, it'll look the best. It's going to look there too, but. And I will probably buy it again and and play through it in like whatever game console I can play it on 4K and whenever that happens. But All right, yeah, I, I this is one that I think like it it might be a bit of a slow burn for you, but it could be a similar thing. Like if you if you can manage to beat it the first time, like you you it might be a similar thing of like damn because and I've I've not you know I I get very few opportunities to get too in in the weeds with Hades, but like. Honest to God, the game that Hades reminded me the most of was Mass Effect Two, and I don't really know exactly what what made the one to one connections, but there is a sense of urgency and the way that you develop relationships with all the characters very much reminded me of like coming back to the Normandy and like hanging out with everybody after a mission. Mm. Um, which you know like you you die and you go back to your the house and then you can talk to people and stuff and there are different people there at different times so it's like not the same thing every time uh unlike the normandy where you kind of make the rounds um but it like it was very much the i just spent 45 minutes on a run and now i can like sit down and kind of talk to everybody and catch up take a breather and it's it's a good it's a good loop dude
3: it's a really good week. <laughs> um,
0: let's see, anything else in September?
1: I don't think so, really. Like, I, my gaming shame is on here, Thirteen Sentinels, but you know, yeah. I bought it. I just need like, to get around to it That's all. I really want to play is. it too.
0: Genshin Impact came out in September. I didn't really play a lot of it, but you know, obviously, uh, Tony Scott, Mike Burgess, they all like that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you play Super Mario Thirty Five?
1: Wrote like a couple of runs and I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh did you play Crash Four?
1: I literally just bought it like a few days ago so it was on sale. Um and I played like the first couple of them. I was like, that's yeah, fine, but like I can't play this because I haven't beaten the other one. So
0: <laughs> Oh shit, yeah, really? That's yeah, I, I beat
1: Crash One, I just, I just need to get to two and
0: three. That's all. Two and three are great. Mm. Crash one is a bit of a slog in my opinion. But or at times it's 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 a lot better than I remember it. But two and three are just smooth sailing. Um, Ikenfell came out in October. Quinn really likes that game. Um, I don't think I've heard I, of that. uh It's like um super indie, but uh, it's uh the idea. I think it was made in RPG Maker. Oh. I I I might be wrong because it has tactical combat, like a little grid. Pups have fifteen by three. Uh, it's uh, the idea is like uh, this girl her sister went to a wizard school for witches and wizards um, Mm -hmm. and she did not go I guess because she's not a wizard but she has of course she has this is a video game you find that out in the first five minutes Um, and so she hasn't heard from her sister in a while so she tries to go find the wizard school and then she gets there and and you go off on an adventure uh, as you try and figure out what happens um yeah, there there's like a lot of uh a lot, lot of heart in that game from what I understand, which is cool. Um and another Game Pass game.
1: Um I wanted them to put it in here because like um I know you would like to talk about it. Um mm. and I can't remember when it came out, so I forgot to mention it earlier. But um did you want to talk about the um control expansions?
0: Oh shit, yeah, that was August. Uh, August and March is when those came out. Mm. Yeah, that's a great call-out, dude. I would have fucking completely, because I'm so bad at remembering DLC that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the first one, Foundation, which you haven't played either of these yet. No, right?
1: I haven't. Like, I, I, uh, I re-bought it so I could like, uh, get like the enhanced version when that eventually comes out. Yeah, I mean, uh like, so yeah i'm, I'm a dumb fight f- for that but whatever. F- <laughs> whatever
0: so yeah i mean i bought the ultimate edition on sale so i keep in mind like i bought it on ps4 and xbox one i got all the achievements and i got the platinum like i love control that's like a that's a big big favorite video game for me uh damien knows like my roommate brings it up to me he's like what oh, are gonna go play control again and i'm like listen <laughs> shut up <laughs> um Yeah, I, man, Foundation is so good, that that DLC, because it's very much like, what's the origin of the oldest house? What is the the guy, because the oldest house was only found in, like, the 40s or whatever. Uh, And the real Federal Bureau of Control started then, right? Uh, Because before then, it was more of, like, the U.S. government having, like, this small team that was trying to figure out weird paranormal shit. And they certainly found plenty of stuff over the years, but it wasn't until they really had the oldest house and had a place where they could contain this stuff that I, I would say. And cause that's when they, they talk about that's the first director that's chosen by the board. Right. So this, again, the first real director. Right. Um, you kind of get the, the origins of that. Um, and it, what I love too, in that first DLC foundation is get a lot of good Emily, um, and Jesse back and forth. Um, Emily's the the head scientist. Um, and, and he, you you get a good like a little bit of tension there and then relief of the tension, right? Like them working through problems together. So it's cool. If that ends up being a dynamic in the future, that's cool to, to see. Um, and then uh both of them kind of agreeing that they don't really trust the board. And that Jesse's like Listen, I'm here for what the board is giving me, the power, the control, but I answered it no one. And I, I really like, it, you know, it's, it's furthering the, the kind of mystery of, of of them after the main game. And then the AWE stuff is just, ugh, so good. <laughs> so much Alan Wake. Like, the, you know, the, the little hotline calls that you get from Trench and, and other characters in the original game they you get hotline calls from Alan Wake and they're basically they f- f- read and feel like manuscript pages from Alan Wake like it's just him narrating what is happening um like it's a written page mm-hmm. um you know they you can inter I don't want to de- necessarily spoil it for you because I, I it's worth seeing but some people have some some theories d- not theories, but like they don't necessarily like what the AWE implies about control as a franchise as a whole. Um, I like it, you know, just cause it's got that good, good Alan Wake shit in it mm-hmm. and it, you know, Hey, it sets up for an Alan Wake sequel. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm very excited. <laughs> the idea, just like it, it scratched that itch so well. And you know, I'd, I replayed Alan Wake over the summer. I played uh, American Nightmare for the first time. I replayed Control, and uh, yeah, Oof. so good. <laughs> just thinking about it, more Alan Wake just gets me so excited. Um, but the only other
1: the only other real game in October that we both played is um the Dark Pictures Anthology: The Hope.
0: Yeah, which I played through with uh, Jake Bryant. Yeah, similar, I played it with Katie. Similar situation. If all of these games are just going to have like more of a psychological twist at the end, I'll, I'll just kind of reconfigure my expectations. Um, <laughs> because like I, I'm, I'm probably like my least favorite twist is the, and it was all in their head, like right. <laughs> like, and it was all a dream, and then yeah, you know, that's what this game does. Um, it's but like moment to moment. It is so good, and it is, I think, a lot more satisfying than uh, the previous game, like the intrigue. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Jacob and I had like a fucking notebook of theories basically by the end, all of which didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Because we're all like, "Where's the bus driver?" And it's like <laughs> right? you get the <laughs> bus driver reveal. And it's like, God damn it! <laughs> Why the fuck did I care about this fucking bus driver? Oh uh, man, yeah. But it's good. It's it's a it's a fun little romp. It's a it's a cool little witch story. um I'm Curious how the other endings. Uh, I mean, it really seems like it only really affects the, the kind of result. Uh, but I, mean, I I like it, and you know. Fucking Ashley Tisdale, back for uh, the next one. What's it called? Um, Tomb, of, Tomb of Horrors or whatever? Oh,
1: I, What's I can't else? remember what it's called. Um, how many died in yours? I, I think I had two people die. Not on purpose, because we seemed like we were doing fine. Then all I had of a sudden... one death.
0: It was one of my characters, dude. Mm. It was one, well, like the guy that I was like, this is going to be my dude. And I like fucked up a quick time event right at the mm. end. Uh they got fucking heart spiked through the eyeball. It sucked. Yeah,
1: yeah, that ending was like really weird because it was like, like we were fine. Everyone was there at the end part, but then it's like all of a sudden, just like two of my characters got axed for like almost no reason. It seemed like so it was weird. What's
0: cool is you know depending on the dialogue, you can have it so they're confronted, but they like don't get axed. Um, mm-hmm. So that that that's like the the only thing that made me want to replay it. Like this one, I I, I wanted to replay less but to be fair, there are probably scenes I never saw and you know, this whole stuff like right. fucking, you know, the, the whole thing. What is it? Is it the doll? Is it a doll in the museum that you find or is it it's like an artifact of some kind? I think it's a doll um, and Jacob and I like spent 35 minutes like, are we going to burn the doll or are we not? <laughs> and it's like back because it was my choice. He's like, dude, it's your choice and I'm like, I don't want this. Pre-, and we talked about it for like 30 minutes and I didn't burn the doll.
1: Yeah, I did. Which was either.
0: a a good call as it turns out, because it would have cursed you or something. But I want I kinda want to know what happens if you burn the <laughs> doll. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I you know, I like those games a lot. I'm happy yeah. like the first playthrough of those games is always gonna be a joy. Um so I'm happy to, to keep doing it. Even if like the result or the twist or whatever is not as fun or as interesting as I ever want it to be, it's it's more about the journey.
1: Yeah, like um like they're not spectacular games but like they're 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 fun for what they are and i think they're priced appropriately really, for this to be like hey this is like yeah just have fun with your friends for a night and like um just take it all in and like <laughs> and like we'll see you in the next one and like we're and like for what i know like me katie and joe are like are here for like anytime they put out like a new one we're just we're just there for it and it's like we're just gonna play it all the day and just figure it out and like um enjoy for what it is so
0: yeah, it's like a, you know, sit down for five hours and that's it. And it's worth it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's No More Heroes Remastered came out on the Switch. It, it, well, not it, remaster, ports. Yeah, they're not really worth mentioning. Damn, get dunked on No More Heroes. Pikmin 3 Deluxe, <laughs> go fuck yourself, you hear that? I people game. like it. <laughs> yeah, I know, people like Pikmin 3. I'm sure it's better than I gave it credit for. It's just, you know.
1: I mean you're not alone in that statement. Katie's the same way. He's like she, she does not like
0: Pikmin three. I didn't like Pikmin two that much, to be fair though. Uh because of the whole like, you know, dungeons, it's like basically a roguelike. Um it's very difficult also. But mm. um so then we get to console launches.
1: Yep. November.
0: Yeah, the big month. Um and you know, we've talked about a lot of stuff. Destiny two Beyond Light came out. I love it. I actually, like, hit level cap in Destiny 2 for the first time. Like, the seasonal level cap mm-hmm. uh, is 100 each season. I'm, like, 119 because I'm, I, I, like, actually grinding on all my characters.
1: I basically, I think I have missed, like, literally all of your Destiny talks, so I, I don't know how you, like, think about it How I, beyond life compared to the other ones.
0: I tried to help, like, I only try and talk about Destiny if I have someone else to talk. So, like, when Mike was on, I think I, I talked a little bit about it. Mm. Um... I mean, I like it. I would say I probably like it more than Shadowkeep, and I like Shadowkeep a ton. Mm. Uh, it's comparable in the amount of content to Shadowkeep. Um, so it's it's not as much as Forsaken, right? Forsaken had a lot. It had two new areas. Um, it it had this whole area kind of built around endgame. Um, the, so, like, you know, the big things are the Stasis subclass, which has its own menu. It's like a totally unique menu. Um, And the whole thing with the Stasis subclass is um, there are these two things, well, possibly more in the future, but these things called Aspects that you unlock uh, because it kind of starts pretty bare bones. There's only like one type of grenade. You have your jump options, your well or shield or whatever options, depending on which class you are. Um, And that's it, right? Like you only have the one melee. Uh, You only start with the one grenade. Um, So as you, after you beat the Beyond Light campaign, you actually do like, missions for the stranger who's kind of like the exo stranger is like a character from the very, very end of destiny one. Like she's the robot lady that like shows up and it's like, I don't Oh, to... <laughs> I don't have time yeah, to explain
1: yeah. it. And then she just leaves and yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so
0: the, this is literally the first time she's come back in the story since then. Wow. Um, and she's like the stasis Vanguard. So like stasis being the new subclass, like how Zavala is the Titan Vanguard and Ikora is the, Warlock Vanguard, she's kind of like the stasis first, the stasis Vanguard equivalent, you know? Um, And, which is cool. I, I, you know, she's not like officially that, but it's very clearly kind of leading her to be that. Um, So you do side quests for her, and she gives you the different types of stasis grenades, and eventually these things called aspects, and aspects are like these huge, like, ability Things for stasis but they can sometimes act as like active things uh, and they can also act as passives and you can have two of them and since they're like slots that you actually equip them to it's kind of implied that there might be other aspects that you unlock in the future so the way that they develop this subclass is going to be very differently than how they develop the, the kind of original ones which are just like these you basically choose a tree of like this this melee does lifesteal and then this one does this and etc you know, etc cetera, et cetera uh with the aspects you like with the warlock for example you get there's two aspects for all the characters takes a lot to unlock um one makes it so that if you shatter a frozen enemy so like stasis can freeze enemies or slow them and they get fully frozen and shatter it shoots out two little like ice hunters like the little moving bits of ice that will seek and also try and freeze other enemies And it's like, wow, that makes the warlock stasis immediately very broken, um, (laughs) uh, which is great um, and very bad for people in PvP. Um, And then the other aspect makes it so that way when you uh, place your healing well or empowering rift, um, it freezes any, like, blasts a cold wave that freezes any enemies near you, uh, which also changes how you use that. And then in the aspects, you can actually slot these little things called, like, fragments And those are, like, either will give you an addition to stats, like, plus five strength or whatever, um, or give you kind of, like, modifiers. Um, So, like, this one will make frozen targets stay frozen longer. This one will slow targets faster. This one will uh, make the stasis explosion when you shatter a target bigger. Um, You know, this one will make it so when you shatter, like, a stasis crystal, which are, like, things you can make with grenades or the other, like, titans and stuff can make. Um, if you shatter one of those, it regens your grenade faster, right? Like they're cool. There's a lot of modify modifiable things to put in. Cause you can only have so many of those little figment or fragments, uh, equipped at a time. And that depends on your aspects and then, you know, the aspects depend on your class. So like, it's very customizable. Uh, it's very in depth. It's very, it, it. they could easily add another aspect to each character, right? And and suddenly all of the subclasses are totally different because it's like, okay, I'm going to pair the healing rift aspect with this other new aspect or I'm going to pair the the shatter spawn aspect with this other new aspect, you know, like they could like change the game in significant ways so much more subtly now. And that's really cool. Right. Um, but overall, I mean, the story's great, exos and stuff. You get to learn the origin of the EXO people, which are the robot <laughs> people. The raid is super good. Um, go to you get to go to space. You like to shoot in like little space pods up to space, mid encounter, and shoot back down. And like you're going back down between the space station and this place. It's and then you crash the space station. It's super cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a great expansion. Um, Mike has brought it up many times, and you know he he does a great job covering it in his review. Uh, but they did a thing called sunsetting. They sunsetted items. They basically made it so they can never go above ten sixty power. Current cap is now uh twelve sixty. So it's like, okay, these these items are going into the vault. Like you can use them for old activities and that's it. Um and they did a lot they did that to a lot of stuff and it's kind of a bummer. So much so that they're unsunsetting some of the stuff that they did in this next season, uh that starts in a couple of weeks. Which is all you need to know to know that they probably sunset it too much. um are the rates still as hot as they used to be like the drop rates i don't know the the raids
1: oh you know this you know i thought was like that one of the biggest thing about destiny and like i don't know this
0: this one is different you know like they they had a really different approach it's a lot shorter uh and it's a lot easier uh i would say but you know it like as someone who's done like i did last wish the the big Forsaken one the, with the dragon and stuff that was fucking brutal as hell. You know, I did that legit and now because of all the new guns that's basically a joke of a raid, right? Like, you know, people can blow through most of those encounters super quick. But mm-hmm. this one is kind of designed in a way that you can't do that um, but it's also designed in a way to be very approachable. Um, you can tell like in a lot of ways that Beyond Light is like a soft reboot for Destiny 2 Uh, and and in a lot of ways this raid reflects how they're trying to make raids more approachable and I think they successfully did that without making the raid not feel like a raid you know it feels as much like a Destiny raid as anything else Um, maybe a little more comparable to like the raid layers or like Scourge of the Past which was the shortest raid before this Um, but you know it's sick as hell, dude. You'd go to a space station and then crash that shit. Uh, the only thing that, to me, I guess, felt a little anticlimactic is the final boss. But that's just because it's very role-driven. Like, what I was doing during that fight was not the most exciting part, but it was equally as important, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's great. Destiny 2 is great. I've played more of this expansion than probably either of the previous ones which is crazy because i played so much i played so much of them so uh yeah i i ended up getting and unlocking all the stasis upgrades just like a couple days ago for all the subclasses uh and i ended up actually getting the there's like a separate achievements for seasons i did all the ones for the this season which i'd never done before you get a title uh for doing those uh they're like these little seals that you have to finish um so i got my very first title so the title for this season is warden um and like there, there have been ones like the title for the forsaken season was curse breaker uh which you can still get and a lot a lot of those you can't get anymore cuz they've you know sunsetted or vaulted activities in places but you know, i'm happy i'm proud to have finally got one so mm-hmm. it's cool i'm i'm probably going to play more of that later tonight cuz there's like a they they the kind of final challenge they've added uh for this season uh has to do with uh, like the crow who's like this other there's some cool story stuff happening with the season. Um, but you know, they, there's like an exotic quest that f- came out last reset, like for like the final three weeks of the season, and if you do it enough times you unlock like uh you complete a few challenges and unlock a fucking ship. So you don't know, have to do that. <laughs> but I've been doing that with Mike and uh Jake Palmer, so I've got people to do it. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like, I feel like it's the only other game here that, like, we haven't really talked about too much, but, like, I don't. I, I just fine. didn't touch it, but, um. I played 16 hours of that game. It's cool. Yeah,
1: that's a game that never ends. My God.
0: Apparently, I, you know, and it's a real bummer to hear that because I thought they were not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, uh, God, like, when, when Katie was playing it, yeah, like, um, you know, that was, like, right after Tsushima, so, like, um, uh, so, like, uh, she, when she got into this, she was, like, okay, I'll play this until Cyberpunk comes out, because, like, you know, like, like, I know this will be long, but she didn't think it would be that long, because, like, she put, like, over a hundred and thirty-five hours into that game to, like, get the Platinum, and, like, you know, like, she, she was successful over that, but, like, she didn't beat the game to, like, almost a hundred hours in, like, it, it really lasted a long time. A long I mean, like
0: Odyssey was way too long. I got 65 hours in that game and I hadn't finished the story and I was like I'm done. Like I'm not having fun anymore and <laughs> this combat has gotten to the miserable point for me that I'm just going to walk away. Right. Um we got a few I feel like the PS4 day like the only one that maybe would be like or, or not PS Xbox Xbox Day. The only one maybe we could mention is like Devil May Cry Special Edition, which is also on PS Five. So
1: I don't know if you yeah, played that much of that. Yeah, there's nothing much really to mention about it. Like you, you could just play as Virgil now, and um, it's spooky smooth and super sick. Um, I still haven't Hell re-beaten yeah. it yet. Um, because like um, basically like uh, the only really new thing other than like playing as Virgil is that you could fight against Dante at the end of the game. So like um. Um, I I, I still want to see that because that's that's a that's a very hype moment. Um, regardless, um, but yeah, um, it's still, uh, still a still fucking phenomenal game. I still love that game to death.
0: Uh, so then on the PS5 day, we got we got Astros Playroom, we got Bug Snacks, Demon Souls, Miles Morales, and Miles Morales. Yeah, uh have you played Demon Souls yet? Is that a thing that you're gonna play? Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing Demon's Souls. It's um
1: one of my favorite games this year, but I haven't gotten really, I haven't really gotten any progress in that game in a real way. Um, <laughs> like sure. um, like I I beat the first boss because you know it's a the, the, the fucking blob with It's not that hard. You just have to get around to, them. and yeah. like and like I'm at the Tower Night, and like Tower Night is not that hard. It's a matter of just like doing what you need to do as far as like um manipulating them. I just haven't done it yet, and you know yeah. just trying to figure out. In my own way, in a lot of ways. Because, like, it's... I, the game is very cryptic. And, like, um, you know, you try to... You have to, like, find somebody in, like, the... I don't know what the hub is called. But, like, um, you have to find that one person.
0: The Nexus. Yes. Yeah, you have to find the monumental.
1: Somewhere. They didn't really tell you where. And you just run around yeah, constantly. It's... And then you have to look online and see, oh, he's just in this
0: corner. Like, literally in a corner that
1: they didn't tell you about. So
0: it took, Yeah, it took Jacob Bryant, like... 45 minutes to find him while i was on voice chat with him so yeah uh, and that... yeah i mean that's that's demon souls man totally. oh i know it's it's dumb it's that that's like the dumbest part of that whole game honestly is finding the monumental um and there's some pretty dumb stuff in that game uh yeah, yeah i don't know that's a great game though Boy, yeah I, I still like it a lot um uh... i
1: love it like, this is definitely a game that, like, I would have to, like, look up stuff about just to even know how to do just the general stuff. Uh, some things I want to do on my own. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm pretty sure from, like, how the game is, like, kind of, like, pushing me. Like, I, in a in a way, like, I, I feel like I shouldn't even be, like, trying to do the Tower of Night right now. I should, like, probably go to these other areas and do that first. But, like, I just want to beat them myself. I come close a couple of times, so.
0: and That's up like, to you. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll like I'll tell you this for free. The after you beat the tower Knight you can't progress anymore in that area. It basically just straight out. It's like there's a gray fog gate, and it will only open if you kill an arch demon, which are like the the final boss of each area. Mm-hmm. Uh, which of course it doesn't tell you that. It just says kill an arch demon. You're like, what the fuck's an arch demon? It's like eh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so so like you know, I think it's a good idea to just power through the tower night because then you're like, you'll you'll be ready to kind of come back to that area once you've kind of explored the other levels. Um, but at the very least, after you beat him, you know you can't progress him until you've completed one of the other four uh, pathways. So, Right. Um, Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a crazy... It's it's such a... Demon Souls is so much more a specific game. It's like, okay, I'm in this area and I have to use a piercing weapon or else I'm just not going to have a good time. Or it's like, I have to use a bludgeoning weapon here and, or this is the place where I got to use magic or this is the spot where I need poison defense. It's mm. like way more specific, whereas, like, the the way, especially, like, some like Bloodborne kind of, like, lets you more freestyle yourself. Yeah. Um, Like, Sekiro, like, and keep in mind, Sekiro works within, like, the confines of having to use the same weapon, whereas, like, all the other games kind of give you the freedom to choose around all that a little bit, but, yeah, like, Demon Souls is definitely one of the more, like, you should be using this here, and, you know, you'll get, like, either a very direct, like, there's uh, in the 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 stony area, like the desert area where it's like the mines, which is uh, the grave digger, uh, stone, whatever archstone, uh, it, the, there's a sign, uh, like one of the little notes from the t- dev team. So it, it you can only tell because it doesn't have like a rate this message option. So it's like one of the then tutorial ones that says like the enemies ahead are weak to magic and the enemies ahead are weak to piercing damage. And it's like, that's, that's gospel right there. Anything this game actually straight up tells you, you need to fucking take for real, for real. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, games aren't like that. It's souls games are not like that today. So when you kind of go back to this old thing, it's like, Oh, this is, this is actually really different. You know, it's a different vibe, but it's good vibes. The tower Latria, man. One of my, one of my favorite, areas in any Souls game. Um, and Roger Bacorny, he just beat this game. It was his first Souls game he ever played, and he texted me, he's like, I just beat Demon Souls, and I feel so proud. Uh, <laughs> and I, his Tower of Latria was his favorite area, too, but he's like, he, he immediately springboarded off that from to jump, to Dark Souls 3, so it's cool. Oh, straight um, up 3? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, that kind of makes the most sense. It's the most modern uh, game. Uh, and it it runs. I guess they all run at 60 FPS now, but um, yeah. I, it Demon Souls is phenomenal. I got that platinum trophy. I'm proud. My first Souls platinum, technically.
3: Is it really? Yeah, because I platinum the, Bloodborne. Bloodborne is the only other platinum I have, but it's not a Souls game. It's Bloodborne. Blood souls. Blood souls. Blood echoes.
0: Um, I like Bug Snacks a lot. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know have we talked about Blackstacks I think we have yes we have Uh, um, I like that game a lot Uh, we don't have to harp on it here but you know shout out to George Cruz he's in the credits of that game that made me very proud Um, and I like Astro's Playroom a lot I love Astro's Playroom yeah I'm certain that they will make a full fledged game of that and I will be there day one Mm -hmm. what I would what I would like even more is like Take it, just take it to the next extreme, right? Like, in Astro's world or whatever, play world, whatever they make, like, have a section where you're, like, on Kratos' back, like, little robot Kratos' back shooting a bow and arrow, right? Like, have a section where you're, like, sneaking around with little robots like Cooper and, and like, you have to, like, in, instead of, like, making them cameos and have be like, oh, that's cute, like, Try and, like, make this a blending of mechanics of these games. Like, I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I really think that if done right, you know, like, it still needs to be Astro. It's still, you, you're playing as Astro is little Cape, and he has his own mechanics, and he has his own levels, but, like, if you want to keep that thing that everybody liked about this, I think you could, like just a couple of times bring in mechanics and characters from little robot versions of them and, and have this be like a a bit more of a loving homage to those games and how they play as well. Uh, than just, uh,
1: what if they make it like Lego esque and like basically you could switch between like, like Kratos Astro and then like, Uh, Horizon Astro and Bloodborne Astro type. If if
0: they had their own mechanic and stuff, yeah, I I think that'd be really cool. And those mechanics were like one to one, what they're referencing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it's just a costume, yeah, not a costume. No, I mean like actually like
1: you know like like when they well Legos like you you have to be like Superman to actually like use your heat vision type of thing or something. Yeah,
0: I'd be into that that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just play whichever character has a double jump, but. I'm down for him to put Kratos or whatever in there for me never to play him. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Godfall came out. Rest in peace, Godfall. Did we barely, anybody? Knew ye. Do you know anybody who played that game? Scott White finished that game. for Oh, wow. It for Dual yeah. Oh. yeah, he did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we don't have to talk about Godfall, actually. <laughs> For some reason, uh, I
1: felt like Mike would like give that game a shot.
0: I don't we know. We talked why. about it. It's just, it's just like that's. It's just there's not much to it there, mm. and also it seems like they just don't fulfill on the ideas that they themselves were trying to fulfill on in Godfall. It's just like sure, kind of nine different armor sets, and they're all, you know, just different versions of the same thing. <laughs> you know, mm. it, it. the, the combat doesn't feel as good as you want it to do the, the classic stuff
1: right uh real uh, quick um uh miles morales um yeah I beat that's the, right yeah i beat that game i platinum that game and um uh i think for like what it is i think it's it's good for um like it, it's funny because like it's it's a, it's an extremely short game like it's super short and like so so short that like if anyone was like interested in getting this like my brother was interested in this game i was saying like hey get the ultimate edition of the of this version just so you could get like the remaster spider-man with it as well um because that just makes sense um because like it, like the game is in and out And, like, it's good, like, if you just played, like, um, Spider-Man Remastered to go into this, because, like, it's, like, it's short, and it's, like, okay, straight to the point, it's fine. But as a game in itself, I think it's, like, a little, it's a little way too short on on that side. It's it's a little, it's a little light as far as that. Um, That being said, like, it's it's functional, and, like, um, people who liked um, the other Spider-Man game will like this game. Um, A lot of people took a lot of um, inspiration as far as the messages and the characters in this game, which I think are actually really good. yeah uh miles morales that's that's my statement on it don't ask me my opinions on it that's my statement i
0: i haven't played that game yet because and you being the only person that'll appreciate this because i have to finish spider-man remastered first right (laughs) obviously this game i've already played i have to finish i you know i can't just play one game by itself that sounds crazy I mean, uh, it,
1: it, it. Yeah, don't forget to transfer your save, by the way. From your PS4 I did that version. already. Yeah, yeah, okay. Was, I
0: redownloaded right. the PS4 one, and 'cause because I was like, you know, I, I I've been like doing a fresh playthrough and saying, eh, I don't really want to get all the backpacks again. Right. I didn't like doing that. Um, and so like I was like, all right, I'll just redownload the save, get the trophies again, and if I want to go for the platinum, I'll just do it on my original save that I've redownloaded, and I'll just finish the story again on my my new save. That's like a responsible thing to do. Not worry about backpacks or anything anymore.
1: Right. (laughs) Um. Another game I played: uh Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Um. This Mm -hmm. is more. This is more me speaking about the Afterlife, um, aftermath expansion, which is like, yeah, super good. It's really good. Really? Um, Okay. Yeah. Like if uh if you're into like uh Mortal Kombat and like even like to a certain extent like um fighting game stories um. Uh, which is like usually like something that you just like you know, like you don't really pay much attention to, but like um uh the the, the time and care that they put into the aftermath was like um is actually super good. Um and I greatly enjoyed it. Um just be, just Sing, Sing, Sing in general, just like just him being like just eating up every scene that he's in, like it it just made it all the more worth it and just super fun, and, like, how that game ends, and, like, where it could possibly go into the future is, is very interesting, as far as, like, Mortal Kombat lore-wise, and, like, um, and, like, uh, eventually, what he did, like, um, more characters and put, like, Malia in the game, which is super fun, so, like, she's probably my favorite character in that game, as far as far as how to play, um, yeah, like, uh, like, Mortal Kombat 11, um, was interestingly, like, um, like it was a complete game but it was also like a disappointing game at the same time when it came out last year um like for multiple reasons like it felt like it, it never felt like all that right to me like the story mode was great but like um like everything else just like i just almost didn't learn to interact with at all and like this one after playing like ultimate like um like i i got more into it than like i got into Mortal combat it's like Mortal Kombat nine i would think um like i, I really enjoyed it um, yeah, I think that's good. good.
0: I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anyone like talk any one way or the other about this story though, so It's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um I bought the Pathless also. Someday I'll play it. It's going to be okay. the fucking new transistor. Just you wait and see. <laughs> I mean, goddamn on my tombstone of like I never played the Pathless. <laughs> um Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory came out next. Yeah. which you liked a lot. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. It's um, not too much to say, but I I know it's a gem. I gotta now that I've caught up again. I gotta play that. I'm, I'm primed. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: that serious, man. Like honestly, the YouTube is this that's enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I got I kind of like got the gist from from like a a friend basically of mm. like Quadr Quadrantis or whatever. And Kyrie's still gonna get benched. And it's like, all right, well, I guess that's fine. I guess well, I I shouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, but like I don't know I've just been sitting thinking about like man this next game Hearts game like what is it going to be is, are you going to play as Yazora? are you going to I mean you're definitely going to play as Riku are you going to play as Sora probably you know is it going to be another Sora Riku game is it going to be a Sora Riku Azora game is it going to be a thing where you actually Sora and Riku are like in a team together is Sora going to be able to wield a Keyblade again apparently mm. he kind of like lost that ability by doing what he did you know uh very very interesting i'm very excited about the future of kingdom hearts mostly because now like it feels like they've like detached the disney wagon to attach a new wagon at least temporarily maybe they'll go back to disney but the new wagon is fucking batshit insanity (laughs) the new new wagon is like hey what if i just continued making this game that i was told i'm not allowed to finish (laughs) and i'm here for it yeah i have no idea what this alternate reality for Kingdom Hearts is, we'll have to see. Here, a uh, World of Warcraft expansion came out as well, and I just no one talked about it, so it's just so weird. I think it's time, time to hang World of Warcraft up. I think the the rela- reaction to Shadowlands is in that no one really cared. I think that means it's time to make WoW too. Really, WoW two. Yeah, WoW two. World of Warcraft two.
1: You mean, still do not give it up in general?
0: I mean, no, don't give it up. There's obviously more interesting thing to do, but like, it's but time to Wow maybe... 2, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a name, but like, I don't think that's something that needs Yeah, to but happen. like, give, give me a new engine, freshen this up, we can't be looking at these fucking weird werewolf people anymore. I'm sick of seeing it. <laughs> this is ridiculous make a modern video put it on consoles and I'm just saying if they made like a, a proper new World of Warcraft game and put it on everything and with the promise of like this is going to be around forever again people would be into that uh, mark my words <laughs> uh, be, it's a, a tall undertaking but you know Blizzard's probably not in the right place to do that right now but you know, maybe someday uh, and then Hyrule Warriors came out fooling yeah. us all into thinking that it was canon <laughs> single tear drips down my face as we learn that our greatest fear is that this is actually just bullshit is true it's just time travel bullshit it's fine
1: everybody should have seen that coming.
0: yeah I mean I was terrified that it was going to be true as soon as I played that demo and you know somewhere deep down I knew it was true but of course Nintendo wouldn't let somebody else work on their story of course <laughs> They will let them do it under the pretense that none of it matters, of course. <laughs> um, and I guess like the last big game is Immortals: Phoenix Rising, which neither of us played either.
1: And Cyberpunk, we can't really talk about. You never oh, yeah. really got into it. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, bad
0: game. Uh, <laughs> that game. I like honest to god forgot about it, and it's like, yeah, well, I mean, I was talking about games that are finished, so. Oh man. God Christ, I can't believe I forgot about that game. That's how over it I was. Mm. Yeah. Man. I was so certain that there was no world where that game could be bad. And I was so wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know if I and I talked about this on the the podcast of like I was the guy. I was like, I have complete faith in CD Project Red. Like, why wouldn't I trust them? Hmm. Now I know. Now I know better. Now I can't believe in anyone ever again. And to be fair, like whoever was running that Twitter account was super transphobic, so I should have just known somewhere in my heart mm. like you can't you can't put your heart on these. But I was a fool. But you know, maybe there there's cool stuff in that game that will maybe be playable and exciting at some point in the future. Certainly like No yeah. Man's Sky got there, so anything's possible. Um that's wait
1: a year for your video games and <laughs> that's when it will be good.
2: Yeah.
0: We're coming up on that April 2021 date, so I'm like, maybe Final Fantasy VII remake will get that door patch that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> check somebody check that Bloodworth. I need you to check that door. Um, so real quick, since we've we talked about all the games, so we don't really have to go through all of them, but the, want to share the our top ten lists, personal top ten lists here, and then we can uh, we can close it out. Okay. Um, I like. For straight up, and I, yeah, I kind of mentioned it um, earlier of uh, how like this is like an S tier year for video games for me. I was gonna make a top fifteen list. Uh, it was gonna be the first time I ever did that. Um, but I, I'll keep my uh, like honorable mention and ten list separate because it makes more sense here. Uh, kind of looking at it, but I'll just go through them real quick. My honorable mentions: Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Great game. Mm. I, you know, listen, I I've been thinking about it like as you know we talked about it a little bit last time. I don't remember what we said, but something you and I we get each other. We're you know weirdos that like to replay video games. I'm also a weirdo that likes to rewatch shows. You know when I have time. I, I very rarely have time, so like you know, I, I just generally replay video games as that's the thing I waste my time with. Um, so like I, as someone who likes Dragon Ball but doesn't want to sit down and watch rewatch all of Dragon Ball. I, Kakarot is just the perfect vehicle for me to re experience that story. Everyone kept saying, like, oh, the same Dragon Ball Z story I've seen a dozen dozen times. Like, yeah, that's my fucking shit. Inject that right into my veins. I just want to <laughs> see things over and over again. Why would I love anything new when I could just love the same things over and over again? Um, but like, you know, now when that time comes around where it's like, I, you know, I want to re experience Dragon Ball, like, I'm going to play Tra- Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And like, that's a, a legitimately great way, um, for me to, re-experience that story so i like that game a lot you know it's basically a tales game uh, it's cool uh spirit fairer uh didn't finish so it's just an honorable mention but i really liked crash 4 didn't finish but i liked what i played assassin's creed Valhalla didn't finish but liked what i played avengers similar you know tell me if you've heard this before uh, uh 3 remind just didn't want to put it on the list <laughs> i didn't want to make that much of a cop out of it um and Animal Crossing New Horizons, which I, I really liked, but you know, it's not... I got a lot of games this year that I liked a lot, so... Um, so from 10 to 1, uh, number 10, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered. Loved it. Good vibes. Coming back home. Uh, coming home to Teepa. Uh, number 9 was Undermine, um, which also came out in August. I guess we we missed that, but it's it, it's a roguelike. Mixes the idea, like, mechanically, it's very Binding to Isaac... Um, but it has, like, some resource management that's very similar to the Splunkies. like, you have bombs, you have keys, you know, you have to open doors and stuff. Um, but, it, you know, it's a, you're mining and you, you die and then you come back and you can buy perma upgrades and stuff, very Rogue Legacy-like. So it kind of takes those three games and, and bends it into a really fun game. The, the only thing I would say that is a bummer about Undermine every time I go back to it is the runs are really long. It's a, mm. it like a three-hour, it could be up to three hours for, like, a full run of that game. Um, and that is it's it's a lot. It's a time investment, and it really means you can only kind of get through one. Like even my longest Hades runs were like an hour. Um, so like, and and that was that. Those that's really as long as it gets, like hour seven minutes. Um, so like, it, it's kind of a drawback, but it, it undermines great, and it's on Game Pass. It's it's worth playing. Uh, number eight, Ashrobot, uh, wonderful. Just made me smile. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite uh, reference for Ashrobot? Um, probably Dante. Yeah, Dante was one of my favorite ones, too, because he's just juggling the fucking little, <laughs> little pea little pellets. Uh, the Sly Cooper one's really good, too, where he, just like, hides himself in the safe and everything's mm. very fun. Um, Snacks number seven. Shout out to George Cruz. I'm not biased. He did not pay me for this. Uh, I like Snacks just because the character's are really likable. They're, like, a bunch of people who would hate each other. Uh, and they kind of do, but they like learn to get along and they learn to like understand why each other like each other. And that is, it's just like a really nice message um, that is then enveloped into like a silly dark crisis, (laughs) but it's all kind of part of the joke. Uh, Number six, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, top tier video game. Any other year probably would have been number one. That's how good the rest of these video games are. Uh, Number five, CrossCode, also top tier video game. Same thing. Uh, number four, Hades. Incredible that it's not higher. It's a masterpiece. But, you know. These other three also very good. Number three, Spelunky Two, similar deal. It's everything I could have ever wanted out of a sequel to a game that I love and played literally up until the week that the sequel came out. So mm. can't say much, can't say much more about it than that, right? Number two, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. A game that I like hated for a moment and then came back around to loving and like it's what a weird journey the game is it's it's not the game I would have wanted but I'm happy it is the game that it is because it is more interesting that way um and it took me a while to appreciate that but like I love I just love everything they do with this game gosh Mm -hmm. uh and number one Persona five royal top tier video game s tier video game double s tier s tier plus whatever the sequel to s tier is um. yeah like the top six in there literally would have been my number one any given year and yet i get six of them in one year what a gift so those are the games what are your awesome. 10 um <clears throat> like pretty much my
1: honorable mentions are like the one are the games that like I, I put so little time into it. That I can't really like justify them to like even put on my list. Because like um, it turned out I didn't play that much this year. Sure. Um, too much work. Um, and like. Um, and like um, this games that like, I, I feel like I they're totally my shit. And, like I, I bought them day one because I know they're my shit. But like, I just I just didn't I just didn't have time for it. That's like 13 Sentinels. Like, I know that's totally a game that I, I would eat up in the door and like um but it's kind of like you know, in a final fantasy situation where i don't want to like just start it up and like have to get interrupted every hour or two so uh um, yeah. so that's why i haven't started it up yet <laughs> um is that and like uh uh sakuna um of rice and ruin yeah. i bought day one and like um I, I actually took time to look at it and play it. And like I put like maybe like two or three hours into it. And like I, I I know that's something I would I would really enjoy just because how yeah. in depth and like how
0: it just feels good to play. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, it feels good to play and like how committed they are to like the uh, the whole aspect of it. Uh, just haven't had time to really get into it and sink my teeth really into it. But um, my actual ten games of the year. Um, number ten is Ori and the Will and the Wisp um probably definitely would have been higher because like i got into ori uh in 2020 um the first game and like um the only reason i haven't really got to this one is because my
0: xbox got fucking up so mm. uh just swing that sword once man that game will go up to to number nine i swear
1: oh, I, I literally just got the hammer today i'm like oh fuck yeah yeah that's the good hammer <laughs> is real good dude. that's what i used the
0: whole game was the hammer i barely used the sword until i beat it again so right uh number nine is uh Demon
1: Souls. Um, weirdly, like, the game that came, like, that carried me through 2020, because, like, I wasn't ex- really excited for anything <laughs> as far as next-gen, but then it was like, oh, Demon Souls. Demon Souls looks really good. Yeah. And, like, though I didn't put, like, the most hours into it, and, no, I haven't beaten it yet, um, I still really enjoyed it, um, a visual a lot. feast. Yes, it is. And, like, I guess, and probably, like, a little bit of Bloodborne is in this, too, because, like, I beat that this year, too, so, or yeah, in 2020, right. so. Uh, that's probably why it's so high up for me. Um, eight is Street, like, Streets of Rage Four, a game I still haven't beaten yet either. This is the last game on my list that I haven't beaten. But like, um, it's a game that like I know is totally my shit, and I loved, and like, um, a little bit I have played, bit I really enjoyed. I'm kind of waiting like to play with like like my roommate and like um else to actually go through that game because like um that's just like screams to something that like, I I would really enjoy with other people. Um, seven is the Last of Us Part Two. Um, played at the same time with my best friend, um, uh, Katie, um, and like that, that that was like an incredible experience uh, as far as that, um, because you know, like now, now we're at the point now that we play games online like almost every other day now, where we're playing The Force or playing Overcooked or, um, where we're playing Ghost of Tsushima, and, like we just play games all the time now. So like now that this is open me but to a whole ruined... new thing.
0: Ruined by online video games. I love it. <laughs> uh,
1: it's opened me to a whole new thing that, like, um, I didn't know I I enjoyed. So like, uh, that that was that was something because like um, you know, like when we played the Last of Us Part Two, like exactly like we played it at the same time, but like we were texting and like um talking about it, um as we went through it, I had to share our, our opinions on the ways um through that game. So like um, that was like a great time. So yeah. Um number six is uh Resident Evil Three. Uh that would be an it.
0: honorable mention for me too. I legit forgot about that.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoy this game to fucking death. Um it's short as well fuck it. and um uh, doesn't really is not as really it doesn't live up to like Resident Evil 2, but like I, I just love it, man. It's it's so much fun to play. Uh five is uh um, Mastro's Playroom. Like, yeah, I I can't speak highly enough about this game. Um it's 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 everything i like it it's it's the best thing i played online, <laughs> on my I my playstation live in a, in a real way and that's not even like saying like because it's like a you know like not because like it's a game that came with the system like like it's 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 really a transformative thing for me as far as like me appreciating um what this game does and like i i think it what it does biggest for me is like it kind of like rekindles some of my faith into playstation in a in a good way like sure like like how much you like um how much care and effort and like you like you don't you're not forgetting what you used to be and like um and you're celebrating which where you came from type of thing in the in a big way and then I greatly appreciated that game for a lot of reasons because of that
0: that's a good that's a good call out totally
1: uh Number four is like a it's a mash between like um, Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody and Memory and like uh, Remind. Um, like unfortunately with Remind, like um, ironically enough, like it's been so long that like I, I really need to replay that to remind myself of like of, a, of a Remind. Like uh, cause like it meshes with um, Kingdom Hearts three so much that like um you know like I can't remember the parts that were just Remind and just uh, Kingdom Hearts. Um, other than the Kyrie part obviously, but like um. Um, you know, like how the game initially ends, how Remind does it, and then your Zora is like, let's try to remember like where everything is at. But I still like really enjoyed it, like all the way through. Um, and like Melody of Memory is just addictive fun. Um, like it's it's a it's a great rhythm system, and like um, and the music in um uh, Kingdom Hearts is some of the best in the business. So you know, shout out to Yoko Shimomura. Sure, yeah. uh, Yo, did you
0: know Yoko Shimomura did the? uh score for um mario luigi superstar saga on the game boy advance
1: i think I knew that i know she did Cause, guile's theme
0: because that's like quinn's really she did guile's theme yeah she did guile's <laughs> theme that's so that's so fucking funny Holy <laughs> shit. um but uh quinn loved. that's like his favorite mario game is superstar saga and Mike dropped that hot knowledge bomb on both of us of like, yo, did you know Yokoshima words in that score? It's like, holy shit. Some bops in there.
1: Um number three, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I talked about that game to death, so um, I'll just skip over that. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Number three on the list. It's fine.
1: <laughs> uh number two, Final Fantasy VII remake. Still haven't beaten it. I will beat it one day. Doesn't
0: mean uh, it's not great.
1: Yeah, like it's like every every moment, every moment I've spent spent in that game is it's been so fantastic. Um, you know, like it's something Some of the I best
0: cherish. RPG characters, I think. Period.
1: Yeah, it, it, there, there's a lot of cherished moments in this game. I, I would definitely say, and then, like, it's is something that's like, I it, it feels very healing playing this game in a lot yeah. in a lot of ways, showing like, um. When 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 people give a shit and they really put their heart into it, it really shows. And I think this game like really shows it off, like almost better than any other game I've ever played.
0: And and one thing like I've been thinking about, it, like th- these really do feel like you know the new class versions of these characters. Like you know, this cloud does not inherently just feel like the other cloud done well or better. It feels like a a remix. New version of cloud. This Tifa feels like this. Barrett feels like like, even Red Thirteen, which like I said, like you know, you get more of him than I thought you would get a, in of him in that game, and he's very well done, like very true to that character, but new and and evolved and beautiful in its own kind of way. It's really mm. cool. And
1: yeah, my number one is uh, Persona Five. Is Miles Morales Royal. the
0: best? The best video? No. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. Persona 5 Royal is um, it improves on perfection for me in a lot of
0: ways. So, yes, yeah. Which is tough, man. Yeah, a, a a true worthy successor to Persona 4 Golden in every way, and it's like, man, the impossible done again. Like, if I was to say, like, the
1: one thing, oh, other than the many things, but like the one thing that's like, um,
0: the biggest stand for you that that you don't like or do like
1: that I say I don't like um is how pretty much like the last few seconds of the game is I kind of like it better in the first one in a way like I I, I like the way that they, they're going about it but like um you know like how it is not like them together at the
0: very end yeah I yeah I get it I like the them driving off in the car together that's it's fun I you know I, again the the kind of hint that that you've still kind of got superpowers is kind of cool though because it hmm. just makes it feel like at the end you you were still kind of getting away with something it's kind of like a it reminds me of like a on like a classic kind of heist where like the guy like holds up the diamond in his hand right like at the end or like you know i'm trying to think of like a comparison point of, of like oh yeah he still stole a bunch of money i, I can't think i know there's like heist movie tropes that, that have leaned to that. but Just say Psychooper. Sure, no. yeah. Sly Cooper is a good... <laughs> good game, so. I not even mention Sly 4 on this podcast. Platinum that in October. Didn't see me bragging about it. No, Alright, um,
1: Alex O'Neill. This yeah. is going to be just quick fire, and you're going to have to go with your gut. This is a, mm-hmm. your, instant, your instant thought. Yep. These are categories. Best previous game of 2020. Previous year game. That you played previous, in twenty
0: twenty, previous year game, game uh, that, just,
1: that was released early and it made an p- impact. Like you, you never played it. In the but you played it in twenty twenty.
0: Oh, ne- I never played it. Yes, I mean, it's a cop out answer, but cross code is technically that.
1: Okay. Uh, favorite replay of twenty
0: twenty. <sighs> this was kind of what I was going to say for the previous question. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, it's a toss-up, but uh, probably Kingdom Hearts three, um, and the other one that it could have been is is Control, um, which are it's funny they're both 2019 games, but I loved them even more in 2020. Both got big expansions, um, and both I think made even better.
3: Uh, favorite character of 2020. Oh, Okay. Yeah. We uh, talked about it earlier. He's really, really, really good. Uh best boss fight. He's Zora. From
0: the no uh, Remind DLC. Very good. One of the best boss fights in any video game. But special shout out to the raid boss, the first boss, which I like more than the second boss in Destiny Two. Uh, Deep Stone Crypts and... Um, <laughs> shout out to, like, half the bosses in Final Fantasy VII Remake. That Rufus Shinra fight, dude, I know you haven't gotten there yet. Oh, man. <laughs> I heard it's good so good, dude. Also, I've been meaning to tell you this. There is a... I texted you this, didn't I? There's a Kingdom Hearts 2 boss fight in CrossCode, uh, which is cool. Um, I didn't did, know I did, that. <laughs> I, di- I didn't text you this. I told the other guys. There's a... You know the... um the fight in pirates of the caribbean world uh in Kinemarch 2 uh where the heartless takes all the coins and you have to get them back mm. um they remake that fight in cross code okay. it has it has like a specific reference at the beginning to let you know that it is referencing Kinemarts 2 specifically totally it's a little easter egg it's like hidden in a cave somewhere it's an optional fight super cool though and it's really fun in that game it's a fun version of that fight Okay. <laughs> um, there's a lot of the Hades boss fight in Hades the second form has like some of the best boss music of the year and it's also a really cool fight there's a lot of good bosses this year
1: Uh, best girl slash boy or your crush
3: of
0: 2020 shout out to Kasumi it's yeah. an honorary mention uh, but I would say um because it is not the normal answer that i would go with i personally in hades fell in love with um uh death i forget his character's name the grim reaper uh he's a very hot guy in hades but he's also like they have a really sweet relationship um uh he's like the the male-on-male romance option and it's really sweet
1: i thought you would go with the um uh, the main character from hades
0: uh, Zagreus, I don't know, I don't or, know. or oh, I guess yeah. I mean, certainly I have the biggest crush on Zagreus, but I'm just talking like characters that you can romance. Um, sure, I, I fucking can't remember his name, and it's killing Thanatos. That's his name. Um, super great! It's a I did great not know they had romance, the <laughs> romance options in these. There's three romance options, and you can do all of them. And they talk about polygamy openly, and it's very, it's very cool. It's very open. And very aware, and super here for the whole attitude that that game has on sex.
1: Hell oh, yeah! Uh, best experience slash moment
0: of twenty twenty. Oh fuck, that's hard. Um, the first time I I'll, I'll list off a couple here. Um, because I'm you know I don't have to. We're not specifically picking one, so I'm not going to. Yeah, uh, you're fine. the The first time. Uh, I heard the o g Final Fantasy VII boss music when you fight the Airbuster in Final Fantasy VII remake is genuine. i like i cried because it was so good um it's and that fight is cool it's not the best fight in that game, but it's no uh, hell house it's no hell and that's a <laughs> terrible fight but uh, <laughs> you know I like it for what it's worth and it's a great set piece moment, but it's just such an annoying fight um but the, the when that music comes in. Oh, I was sweating. Um, another great moment. I mean, getting to the Sunken City in Splunky 2. Excellent mm, moment. Mm. Beating Hades for the first time. Excellent moment. Beating Hades for the 10th time. Getting <laughs> getting the credits. Excellent moment. Um,
3: those are probably the... I mean, the
0: whole new semester in Persona 5 Royal. Mm. But the... the uh, kasumi reveal and the akechi reveal both great moments
2: mm-hmm.
0: god that the moment dude where you texted me and like every and barrett texted everyone like where like the path diverges at the end of persona right. Five. <laughs> i took it i took a screenshot because again it's me like four three weeks before the game comes out like i'm the only one that could possibly know about this right now i stand up i'm like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? Yeah, it's so good.
1: Uh best soundtrack and I guess best song if you can think of one in particular. I mean, best year.
0: soundtrack is uh only because Royal the Editions and Royal are, are a much smaller thing. I mean, that's still probably my favorite video game soundtrack period. Is the mm. Persona 5 soundtrack as a whole. Um but probably close second for the rest of forever is going to be the final fantasy seven remake soundtrack oh my god it's really good it's so good <laughs> um but uh what was the other part of the question Best song oh yes. yeah individual song um one of my favorite songs just because it is an iconic song is the uh boss fight music for hades the hades fight itself in hades um it's just this guitar that comes in. is so fucking good. Um, the music in Hades is, as you would expect from Supergiant, absolutely phenomenal as well. Uh, the music in Ori, excellent. Um, yeah, just top to bottom. Great music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: finally, what's the most disappointing game of this year for you?
0: Murray and the Origami King. Yeah. Have to, after, up, hear, after hearing that rant, like, man. <laughs> Easy peasy. Mm-hmm.
1: Gonna really play hoped, color splash? I still want you to play color splash
0: maybe I just like I feel like with how frustrated I was throughout uh origami king and and I would be frustrated for similar reasons in color splash because it's like why am I fighting none of this matters and like why do I need these things to attack none of this mm. matters like I I just feel like I'm because like people get the kept wall. Yeah, because people kept saying, like, oh, the boss fights are good. It'll be worth it for the boss fights. And by the time I finished that game, I was like, it wasn't worth it. I hated it. I should have stopped playing when I wasn't having fun. Right. But, like, it was worth, the things that were worth it were the writing, how gorgeous Origami King is, um, and the moments that were really funny, the the side characters that did really work. Um, but I just wish there were more of them. All right. That's. I think that's it. Yeah boy there's a long one total our total conversations are comparable in length to our total editorial conversations uh and i have to pee so bad um Mm. and have 4-0 for 30 minutes uh but this was good i hope this was cathartic for you as well
1: as always yes
0: um we will continue patch notes probably not as often you know like maybe every couple months a- anytime we got something to talk about pretty much look forward to them um but you know we got a cute little name and everything now i've like i'm gonna this will be like patch notes 1.002 and the first one will be 1.001 because you know gonna be see to i naming. was thinking
1: it but i thought we were too late for that but sure why not
0: <laughs> no because I'll, I'll like put it in the title and like hey we're this is what this is going to be from now. it's got a name now so Look forward to that. Um, but I'm going to end this podcast before my bladder explodes. Thank you, Nabishin, for hanging out uh, mm-hmm. as always, friend. Um, keep your eyes peeled, ears peeled to Irrational Passions Presents for more uh, stuff like this and uh, review discussions and, and one-on-one conversations and a bunch of great stuff. Um, and then uh, follow Nabishin at nabishin 186 on Twitter and myself at alfighter 27 Go listen to Irrational Passions podcast. Um, the other thing that I do and um be good to one another be kind and we'll talk to you later goodbye
2: bye